No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is proudly sponsored by our friends over at Shop Tour Bus. Go over to shoptourbus.com. Check out the online lot's most mystical, magical, magnificent, fabulous, stupendous, and grand purveyor. Grateful Dead inspired t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, pins. Um, Help me out, guys. Hats. I ran out of hats. Hats are your favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hats are the best. And kid stuff. And kid stuff. And they come to you in these amazing... They have these like super cool all over printed boxes now. That have like the one now has the trucking design trucking on it. Trucking is awesome. <laughs> and uh, or you, if you want one of the old school hand design one of a kind boxes with the Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, you they can request you. that when yeah. you check out. You're not going to want to get rid of this box. That's the point. Mm-hmm. This is a keeper. Either way, it's a keeper. And hey, <laughs> you are going to get free shipping when you put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road, Road all, all one, one word. word when you check out. And some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead miracle in your box. Miracle bootleg. That's right. A cassette tape with Grateful Dead on it that we used to trade around the Grateful Dead family in days of yore. Like your crusty old grandpa head. No. Like you. Gonna get it. Maybe. It's a miracle. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Check out what they got. Hook yourself up with a new t-shirt, hat, hoodie, sticker, pin, and tell them no simple road sent you. Electric Fish Lights. Electric Fish Lights. Electric Fish Lights. Of No Simple Road. That's right. And if you're wondering what Electric Fish Lights is exactly, what's Electric Fish Lights? It is a wonderful company that is creating non boring lights for your home, RV, office, um, unit. Yeah, easy up. Anywhere that you want to put some fun, cool, special lighting. And these lights are not only fun, cool, and special, they can be customized and they have upgrades. They have bulbs that have changing colors. They have bulbs that actually are a Bluetooth speaker. Whoa. Yeah. So for all of your fun lighting needs, wherever you want them, visit at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram or electricfishlights.com and put in the promo code NSR when you check out. They're going to give you 25% off your 25. whole order. Your whole, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So Delaware Magic, that's where they're located in Delaware. They're going to send you your light with a little bit of Delaware Magic in it 
after you put in the promo code NSR20. No, 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 not NSR20. Don't, don't, don't put that 20 in there. Just, do, just put NSR. that first part. NSR. I don't know what NSR. I'm saying. I didn't know what I was saying earlier. Electricfishlights.com, promo code NSR. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. This is what happens. We'll behave a little bit. Usually I can kind of, you know, well, well some beha- some behavior comes in. Um, Alex Vasquez says, hey, Aaron. Alex, what's up, man? That's Good to right. see you, brother. Where you been? Go Appy says zero times six one zero seven two. Anyway. Go Appy. Hey, now. No Simple Road family, everybody. What's up? <laughs> this is Aaron. And Mel. Apple, and, oh, and, and Apple, and Appy, wow, wake, and Appy. Wake up I just to find went, out I, that I just you went, are alive. I just did like yay Appy, so I thought it yay Apple. I'm <laughs> Apple. Hey everybody, <laughs> and I'm wearing a peach shirt, peach and an apple. Yeah, you're a papple. I love this. Shirt. So this week we are going to give you a little recap of our experience at the Peach Music Festival, and uh, it's going to be a two parter. Um, this first episode is going to be uh, our interview with Eggie that we did live, our interview with Dogs in a Pile, 
and our interview with James Casey. Did uh, we do Daniel? I can't even. We didn't get the audio. Oh my gosh! Yeah, something we had a technical Honestly, difficulty. That audio with Daniel was kind of priceless because he was talking about some super heady stuff out the gate. I'm going to see if I can maybe pull it from our YouTube. What's up, Sponge Boys? We love you, Sponge Boys. Um, yeah, so we're uh, and the Great North Special. Sorry, I, I <laughs> gotta yeah. stop. Well, okay, no, I, look, I gotta stop. But like, these are our people. I can't. I'll, yeah. I'm gonna interrupt you every time okay. and be like, "What's That's up, fair. Russell? We love you." Like that. Um, and then the part two of this will be with Jennifer Hartswick and Maggie, Maggie Rose. Rose. And look, we've done live podcasting before, um, but. This experience at Peach was vastly different from any other experience we've ever had um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think <laughs> I think first and foremost is the reception that we got at Peach and the way that we were taken care of by the festival itself. And I want to say a special shout out and thank you to the great beyond you guys are on right now and for being our partners during that. Um, Osiris uh, Peach Takeover. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, but you know, the, I said this at the beginning of the Eggy interview that, like, you know, it might seem normal to everybody in the audience that's watching when we do stuff like this or a live podcast at a festival. That like, hey, they're they're up there, they're doing their thing. It's it's a trip for us, like. It is surreal to have a voice in the community. It's surreal to be asked to come out to do what we do live. It's surreal to be able to sit down and connect with the artists that we talk to on such a personal and, and real level. And, um, but like I said, we've done live podcasts before, but this was different. Um, the feeling was, I don't know. It, it was, it was Help a me out here, guys. Well, I'll, I'll say you're, you're going to hear it in here with James Casey. James Casey said something to us towards the end of the interview with him that just really, like, charged me when he was talking about, he's like, we're all music nerds, and we are listening to what you're oh, doing. Yeah. You're doing something and bringing something to this community that we cannot do as musicians. You're doing the documenting and bringing the and. and making it more personal when we interview the artists so it makes it more personal for you so you know them better. And, like, they, it's not verbatim, but that basically what he said, and that was, like, wow. Like, they are listening. And, like he said, they are. His interview, he talks about, like, perfectionist excellence and everything, and to get a compliment like that from somebody like that. And we hear it quite often. It, it's just amazing. And this well, gave us a chance to do it on a – scale that we hadn't done it before and man it made us feel all good recharged it was so one of the else. things that was on my mind the whole time while we were at peach was just like the fact that we do get to do what we're doing like the fact that we are <sighs> able to sit in the lodge and talk to you guys and it just got me thinking about just no simple road in general and the access that we have, not like behind the scenes, I mean like the access to the musicians and, and the talking. And we are so fortunate 
that we get people like Jay Ha and James Casey and everybody who we had on because each one of those was like this like amazing I don't even know what the, how to describe that's, but like that's these how mor- I got stuff. these morsels of uh goodness and and ingenuity and freshness like the way that the artists are describing what they're doing or something that whatever we talk about like James Casey was talking about that excellence like there's so many of these verbal gems that we actually get to witness in first like firsthand and it completely changes that's what I think why Aaron was talking about so different when we're at home and talking we just after we hang up we're in our own surroundings and then you know we can go upstairs and go get something to eat when we're at the peach we're done. We wrap up these conversations and we're now engaged again. You're immersed. And that made a huge difference because it allowed at least myself to go deeper and everything felt in sync Meta. while we were there. Yeah. It, it, it kind of yeah. did. It felt so strong. <laughs> you know, that's the only word I can put it. It was like high energy or the volume was turned up high or the color was pigment was very mm. Totally. Everything was just so fresh and vibrant. And then to be able to, I'm a, I'm a person who loves to touch. That's what my, what I do for a living. I love to touch. I love to hug. I love to, you know, do that. And to be able to kind of seal our conversations with a hug or a pat on the back or directly looking into Daniel Donato's eyes. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but that was a, a really, it impacted me very strongly to be able to look at Daniel Donato and just be able to squeeze him and hug him and show him and how proud I was of him. Cause we've been with him <laughs> for so up long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up with Daniel. Yeah. And at one point Aaron said, look at Daniel up there. He's, he's got it. He's like, a fucking rock star. He is a fucking rock. Exactly. Like it's not that he wasn't before, but you grow into yourself even more and to have our relationships and we've already talked to all of these people um, and then see them again deeper in their craft, especially after COVID. It was the blessing that we didn't know we needed. There's a there's a line in um, the Grateful Dead Hunter song, The Days Between, where <laughs> he says we grew into our shoes. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking of that the whole time we were at the peach was like. Wow, we fucking grew into our shoes, man. Sky Dog says the the camera's off kilter. Yeah, I know, man. It, it, whatever. <laughs> you just gotta look just, with just, your head tilted, just t- dude. Twist the twist. Well, it. Yeah, we could do it, but then we gotta what? get up gotta get and up. do all yeah, that. I, stuff. I like the, what what the, like when Mel was talking about. Like a lot of things take okay, you now. He, he now can't. A, a lot a lot of things take you like like a, a backstage peek in this and everything. But I feel like what we do and it really felt like it at peach you kind of just said it in so many words we bring it to the front of the stage we like take the people off the stage and like when we do our lives and everything as soon as we cut we're still out there interacting with everybody with the listeners with the artists and everything it's not like a behind the stage thing it's a bringing it to the forefront and i i love that and really felt that at peach with the engagement with everybody the entire time it's it was I not and not even humbly it was it was just amazing to see what we did one of my favorite parts of it which this was not recorded or anything but like our the three of us our interaction 
after each day and especially on Sunday when mm-hmm. we got to the done with everything, I remember Aaron looking and saying, I am so proud of all of us. Yeah. And we like we like did our huddle, like the three of us mm-hmm. hugging with hands in and everything, like like, and we need to come up with something for that because we were like, we're still sideways. The camera, the camera is turned sideways. There's ain't shit oh, I, I do. Maybe it's because it's your phone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We know we're sideways. Just turn your phone. Yeah. We're all. I'll we're do a like. Crooked. I'll do like this. Hey man, we're still recovering <laughs> from the peach. It, it's been a week, but it's I mean, right back into you know our no, day I stuff. Know. Well, I want to. We're a little wonky. I want to first like. We're going to recap our whole experience of going to this thing, but well, most of it. Yeah, most of it. Well, but I remember. The conversation that we had with Eggy, mm. it was the first thing after Daniel and yeah. and sitting down with the whole band. It was the first time we had the opportunity to do that. We sat down with Donnie the first time, but like there was something magical that happened with those guys. Um, and I've talked about on the show, like how we came to find Eggy and, and whatever, and and did the interview with, with Donnie and stuff, but like something really special happened when we talked to those guys, there was a connection that was made that is, uh, it's a family connection Mm -hmm, for sure. And, uh, I don't know, man, like I, I just, we just listened back to like maybe three minutes of the interview before we started recording and stuff. And like at the end of the interview, uh, one of them, I don't know who it was, was like, I didn't know you were going to bring us up here and make us cry. (laughs) And neither did we. No, we (laughs) definitely didn't plan that. No. And I don't want to ugly cry in public. You couldn't couldn't really plan that because we'd be like, how are we going to make them cry? Like coming up with ideas. Whatever, stupid. It's (laughs) like Eggy cast a spell on on us, seriously, because when we first talked to Donnie, you know, months ago, whatever, all of us immediately felt like connected, connected to him, like immediately. And we hadn't seen the whole group yet, so we didn't have that connection with the whole group you know it was just donnie we loved you so excited then flash forward to what aaron's talking about having them on on stage on you know on the podcast with us and getting to meet everybody in person and it was like oh all of you are this is why you guys are our people you're our boys you're our you know and i eggy was a theme for us for the peach yes and and the reason that Eggy is named Eggy, I feel like Eggy was there. Mm-hmm. I really do. I felt a, a supernatural connection with all of us and this kind of propelling forward of Eggy in a non-physical um, way. Yeah. And one of our, I think all of us talked about that. One of our highlights of the, I mean, there's so many highlights over four days, but Saturday night, being in the wedge ending up like in in your guys's in Aggie's spot oh and then getting to boogie all night long you gotta on give and context off. to that so like on saturday night was our night to party and it was tab and goose and, and goose and, and revivalists. And the revivalists and uh there's an entire amphitheater festival grounds to to run around and we just so happened to end up in this one spot in the back of the amphitheater over on the right. And uh, 
we're down there and I look over and there's Eggie standing there. And during the show, I forget who it was. I think it might've been Mike. Mike. I know came, it was Mike. Came over to me and was like, it's really weird. I don't know. Maybe that it wasn't, wasn't Mike. Mike. It, was it was really weird that you guys are standing here. This is where we come every time we're at Peach to watch shows. We call it the wedge. And it's really strange that out of everywhere in the entire Who festival, could be. you guys well, picked right here to come hang and out. And we, we didn't pick, actually. What happened was we'd met some brand new friends, and that's where they were kicking it. And they were like, we want you guys here. The sound is great, blah, blah, blah. So we're hanging out with brand new friends that we had just met. And then here comes our boys, Eggy. That's their yo- usual normal that's spot. That's their yoke. And uh, it was amazing because here we are dancing, and maybe we were just like a couple rows in front. And every time the lights would get bright, like kind of look back and see them. And it felt comforting. Yeah. It yeah. felt comforting to be surrounded by our new friends and Eggy. And then we're listening to Tab and Jennifer and James Casey smashing it. And, and Goose. Like, I mean, I, I want to say this about Eggy, though, because way before Saturday night, um, it was Thursday night. It was Billy Strings night. And we were up in the lawn. We were not near that wedge area. And we were by ourselves, actually. We hadn't, we weren't with any new friends yet. We had, weren't with friends. We weren't with anybody. We were just Aaron, Mel, and Apple chilling. And um, there was a guy in front of us, and he had a tie, <laughs> he, he had a tie-dye oh. eggy shirt on. And I, I you know, of course, keep noticing. And then they kind of looking back at us a little bit. And at one point, I saw the look in, his name is Lee. I saw the look in Lee's eyes being like determined, like, yep, I'm going to go talk to him. I, I saw it, you know? And he walks up to Aaron and he's like, yo, <laughs> you got to do the research, man. <laughs> Come on, him, Daniel. Daniel. I don't know. And I don't know if you guys know that I encouraged him to do that. because We I all went, did. I, okay. I went over to him. I wanted to take a picture of the family because they had their son and daughter who were awesome. She, the daughter's like making Ella. Her, the, 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 her daughter's name's Passed Ella. We got... And, yeah. and I was like, dope Aggie shirt, gave him a sticker, told him who we were. He's like, oh, I know who you are. And then he mentioned that the mispronunciation of the name and everything. I was like, hey, go go tell Aaron. And he's like, I'm going to. I was so, like, he's like, I know who you guys are. I listen, man. I love it. Yeah. So he comes over and he starts busting Aaron's balls, which was. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was hilarious. And then Aaron, of course, tells his side. And then. And then he, I was like, look, man, I knew his name beforehand. It said Daniel on the Zoom, and he was like, oh, I didn't know that. I take it all back. <laughs> but but it, what was this is what I got and I gathered from that whole interaction was like he was trying to, you know, give Aaron Chip like in a good in way. Love. In love. It was very, loving. Yeah, it was a, like a, your brother giving yeah, you yes, a hard time. Yes, in like, a very loving job, way. And then shit. Aaron also was like, took it. He was like, yeah, you know, but also like explained his half. And I just thought, holy fuck, if the whole world could treat each other like this. Oh, shit. It was a huge, deep moment for me because I saw that it could have been like, well, fuck you, dude. You'd fucking make a podcast or something, (laughs) right? Or like- You you, get everything right. Yeah, you don't know. Or it it, it could have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. It turned into this beautiful moment and I got a picture of them like hugging it out and then laughing and like his daughter gave us stickers and like it was- such a beautiful moment of conflict and correction and owning it and like moving on. And to me, the festival scene, this is a place where magic abides. 
that's exactly where things like that can get squashed or handled or transformed or transmuted. And that's what happened. And I just want to say thank you, Lee, because he's like, well, now I'll be listening, of course, to the Peach episode, you know. (laughs) And I just wanted to say thank you for being that East Coast self that you only know how to be. It's yourself, like, you know, coming like guns blazing, but also with love, with love. And that's what the biggest theme that we felt was family and love at Peach. And and what do we all do? We always say about this community, we're all pranksters. We like to have fun. Fun is like number one. Mm -hmm. And and that's what that was all about, too, is having fun. He was busting balls, but (laughs) also like having fun and creating, you know, a relationship. Well, and the biggest part was he was a freaking huge fan of Eggie. And that was a badass tie-dye. Yes, it was. It was amazing. And so, Apple, will you rock a Pot leaf bow tie. Oh, Sky dude. Dog yes, I absolutely you. will. I'm sorry I didn't respond to your text. You text me in the middle of the day when I was at work. And when I'm at work, I look at things. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then in my head, I responded. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw the picture and everything. And I was like, cool, I'll respond later. And then I came home, but yeah. went to sleep. So I guess I, I will is the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, again, to Eggie, it, it's, it's your music, it's your personalities. It's everything well, about you, and I just want you to know that you'll always have no simple road support as long as as long as we're around, man. I, I have to say too, man. Like we had never seen them live. No. Our only experience with Eggy has been through the internet and on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, and like, holy fucking shit, man! Like, it, seeing them take the main stage in the pavilion at Peach, I knew that it was a pivotal moment for them. Like, you could feel the the vibe of it it was some shit was going down but when they started playing i was like oh my god i i knew you guys were good but like holy shit and to connect the feeling with the feeling Mm -hmm. it was like it makes sense now i totally understand and i want to see you guys rock that stage at like eight o'clock that well, sad well, we're going to see that. And the, my one sad thing was not getting to see them with Daniel Donato because we, of course, we had so many things on our plate. And it was a big plate. It, we had a really big plate that weekend. So we missed quite a few. We would have loved to see Maggie Rose and her performance. We didn't get to do that. But getting to see the little sit-ins and all the things that went on during Peach, that's the magic of the festival. Well, that, it, the other one we missed too that we were all like, because guys, man, we love you. We all know how much we love you, but there's several people leaving the lodge when we were getting ready to record and when dogs on a pile went yeah. on the mushroom yeah, stage. Yeah, we were on the yeah, same, we're, same It was, time. We, I almost wanted to be like, let's let's just pause it and do it later, but, you know, everything's slotted that. for time and everything, but, man, oh. if, can't make, if, all, make them all. If I had to sum up the whole thing, in Donnie one. says it's his fault because he confuses everybody with his name. <laughs> it's just I like it. I, just, I, I like think it it's now rad too. too. It's going to just be a thing. It's part of our history, man. Whatever. It's cool. At least you're not like like dude. It's Jeff. It's <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, but wait, that makes no sense. Whatever. We love it. Yeah, totally. If I could sum it all up in like one succinct kind of story, it's what just happened. Right before we turned the camera on, I was like getting the files that we oh, have yeah. recorded loaded into our our DAW and uh, 
like listening to a little bit of each one of them just to make sure we got like quality audio and see what I have to do on the back end, whatever. And, uh, I fucking started crying, man. Like I, <laughs> a I, of could, emotion. I couldn't hold it. He was being a baby. It, it couldn't <laughs> hold it in. It just was. Okay. And, and I'm like, fuck, I wasn't ready for this right now, but it was just this like flood of emotion of, of like, I can't believe we did this. I cannot ah. believe that we did this. And when you like, when you go somewhere on vacation or you go to a festival or whatever, when you get home, it's easy to like, let the feeling of that thing dissipate and your life is happening and you just move forward and whatever. And it reminded me of like what that felt like to be sitting there with them and what it felt like to have the reception that we got and the experiences that we had that weekend. And it was, it was just overwhelming. And I, I have to say before we go any further that like it is 100% because of all of you guys that listen to the show without you, we wouldn't be doing any of this shit. It, it, we'd we'd be going well. We'd still a, be sitting on our porch with, the, yeah. with no camera equipment, hanging out. Right, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we of would course. not be doing any of this. And the that fact is not lost to me. How grateful we are to you guys that listen to the show and helping us get to where this thing has gotten to, and um, it means everything to us. This. Uh-huh. The musical community is our family and having the opportunity to be a voice in that community is a huge responsibility that we don't take lightly and to have gotten the and continue to get the love that we get from all of you guys is I I, I don't want to speak out of turn but like it's the one of the best parts of our life. Check, oh, yeah. check this out. This is something that another thing that was going on in my mind um, about being fans, right? Like Aaron and Apple and I are not reporters. We're not investigators. We're not journalists. We're none of that. But we get to do this incredible thing where we get to talk to people and ask them questions. What's the difference? We're fans of not just the band, but of the person. So when we're talking to somebody, we are talking as a fan. We're coming from that perspective. We're excited to hear what you have to say, the musician has to say, or the artist has to say. And we're also curious about everything else that we want, you know, the, the music and, and your inspiration. So when you're listening to our episodes or our interviews they're not really interviews. They're us being like fanning out about the, you know, about this person. And so it's a totally different feeling from a Rolling Stone or a Relics magazine, which we all love. We love those magazines and we love those reporters. And we met this amazing Relics reporter, um, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah writer. We love that, but we're different. We're not trying to get any specific information except a, a, connection. a connection with this person. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I had been, I've been thinking about that. Like, why is it different? What is it? You know, we love you guys. We're fans of the artists and the musicians. And that's why 
artists or um, that's why the fans themselves also that listen to the show get stoked on the interview. Well, and and another level of that is that the community of fans and musicians, <laughs> like the the all of it, the scene is really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like I said, it's our life. It's one of the best. Oh, yeah. We've decided of, yeah. to make it our life. Right. And so to care for that thing and like have the opportunity to document the particular point in the space time continuum <laughs> that we're in right now is huge. Mm-hmm. It's right. huge, man. So we're, well, that, we're gonzo journalists. That, that's one of the now. biggest <laughs> things to, I mean, like, so like keep saying so many things over those four days, but getting to fill the East coast lot at first I was little, yes. I was little, like, I didn't know how to react because we're used to it out here and everything, but that's my first time to an East Coast show. The love and everything and the amount of listeners, I, it made me feel comfortable on the East Coast right away. Like, going in there right. and immediately meeting listener after listener, handing out our stickers like we do. I think half the stickers I handed out, as soon as I handed them, like, having a conversation, and as soon as I gave them the sticker, they're like, oh, we know you. We listen all the time, man. You guys are awesome. That that is so like that's a trip. Pumping and it, it's <laughs> just, a fucking trip. Man. It, it it is, and it just it gets us psyched. And in fact, one little funny story. It was Sunday. We had wrapped up with Maggie Rose, and I'm standing there. I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to a listener, and like heavy in a conversation. And Aaron comes and taps on me. And and it's like, dude, like come over here. And I was so in the conversation, I didn't notice till a couple minutes later. He's he's over there talking to John Modesky, and it's like, come say hi to John. And it's like, oh, hold on a minute, I'm talking, you know, so like, so like that that like we're all in it together. Artists, the listeners, the fans, the musician, we're all like one. And and I felt that so much there. And it's like, oh my god, give me a minute, I gotta go thank John and say hi to John and. So well, much was going on, and, and we just, met and I, Patrick. Yeah. Pa- oh, oh yeah, I was just going to mention that. That you I mean we we love all our listeners, but I mean Patrick ended up hanging out with us like the entire weekend. In between, he he was he was just working his tail off. He, he sells, was one of the beer, one of the beer guys, guys. Yeah. yeah, carrying those huge things of beer up and down the hills like eight to twelve hours a day. And then it, it, he just wanted to hang with us when he was done. We had a great Sunday night. Waffle House awesome. experience, East Coast <laughs> Waffle House at like two thirty in the morning. It was just amazing. Wow, it was East a Coast. sitcom all, all on its own. Well but done it, with the Waffle House, by the way. That's that's a definite like. If you're from dude, the, the West ha- Coast, the hash and, and you've oh. never been. Wow, at the hash brown, in the Patrick. Morning. He's like, bro. Did you see all the choices <laughs> for smothered cover? July, love is. y'all so much. I'm in recovery mode in Philly, getting ready for tomorrow. Good thing y'all didn't stick around for spec. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> right? no shit. No, uh, Patrick, you you made our you made it meaningful. You having uh, our like fourth. You know, we're a little tricycle. And he's like that, our guide. Yeah, you were our guide and. I just want to say this too. This has nothing to do with the music. This has to do with the love of everybody from the show and in the festival. It was going to be, it was Sydney's birthday on July 4th. We were flying home. And so of course the festival finished on the third. And cause I couldn't be there with Sid. I thought it to see if people would just do happy oh, birthday, man. Sid and record it and send her like a little, 
you know, video montage. And so I ended up creating a reel, a couple reels, because there was so many people that participated. <coughs> and I, it blew me away, like all the love the that, and the people were so freaking sweet and sending personal messages to my kid that they don't know. And I just want to say thank you to every, Jennifer Hartswick did it. Maggie Rose, freaking Patrick, you hooked it up. The guy that was sitting in front of us in the gondola. The I mean, everybody did. was so sweet and it totally stoked Sydney. She was so grateful and so thankful. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you for that because that's, again, part of the magic of Peach is like, people are just willing to participate and be rad and yeah, be fun and have a good time and like... So thank you for making our baby's Did birthday special. One, uh, for making a montage from Montage I, I was going to yeah. say something, but I held back because I, it was I a serious it. moment. I can meet you. We have the same like, brain oh, sometimes. Oh, God, Dad, I Joe. did. I did. I tried. I, no, I, it, it would have worked. It would have worked that but, time. But everybody is. So like me and Aaron we had so much fun, too, going around uh, with the cameras. Yeah. Like everybody at festival, everybody wants their pictures taken and everything. Mm-hmm. We got so many amazing candid shots and and portraits and i'm trying everything. to figure out the best way to do like a b- book which so, you could like i i started i started to make a it's already five minutes and that's why i wanted your phone i have an idea an iMovie and i i started doing it i got an idea so on the no simple road website <coughs> why don't Pardon i me. create a page that's <laughs> peach 2022 and we can just put all the pictures on the website just dump it on okay, there that'd yeah be great yeah what we, do you guys think is that a good idea i we just need to just, everybody needs to see it yeah. that's what we were that's what i you had told me to tell people i was telling people when i take a page is like go to our site like follow us go to our instagram yeah. and then go to our website we're going to be putting a bunch of pictures yeah. up you'll be able to see this stuff we got props, Apple, you got props for riding the gondola with your um, fear of heights. And we also got the question of what was our favorite food? I'll say this right now. My favorite thing was that mango slushy and oh. that um, uh, it was a tofu scramble. That was the shit. There was a, <laughs> a place that was selling smoothies over by the lodge and they made a coffee banana smoothie. That was the best thing I've ever had in my whole life, period. My, my, mine was, I got a very excited, it was, I think it's Saturday night. Anyway, it was a, uh, oh, pulled chicken, pulled barbecue chicken. It was like a parfait. <laughs> when they, she told me, she goes, it's like a parfait. It was like one third of pulled uh, chicken, barbecue chicken, then a whole bunch of mac and cheese in the middle and then coleslaw on the top of the spoon, which is like, was first of all, I was, I was like, this is perfect for a festival, like eating sloppy <laughs> stuff with a beard <laughs> and everything. When you're at a festival is not the easiest. Like we love the corn dogs too, but yeah, that, those were bomb. That, that's a mess when you're yeah. getting a lot yeah. of mustard and stuff. But that, that parfait, that like barbecue parfait, I was just like, what the frick? And so let's do this. Let's, let's back it up a minute. JG says, what's up? No simple road family. What's up brother? Well, you know, we love you. Um, <laughs> let's back it up a minute and go back to, when we left, beep, beep, when we left beep, for beep, Peach, beep, oh, beep. so you guys, you, we had a really crazy thing happen, like minutes and oh shit, f- yeah. like like literally minutes, forty five minutes, thirty minutes before oh. we left, we yeah. got a phone call from our son, and he had gotten injured at work, and it was pretty significant. He N- impaled his thigh on a tree stump, like the like bark uh, of the tree t- tree stump was sticking up into a spike. 
and he tripped and it went just above his femoral artery into his thigh. So he could have, bad things could have happened. So here we are waiting to leave. We were waiting for our nephew to take us. And because that happened, there was like a whole, they worked together. So there was like a whole weird stalling. We had to wait. <laughs> and, and then of course we're like, holy shit, our fucking kid. Like he's got, he had to go get stitches. He calls me on FaceTime. He's like, dad, I need you to look at this. I don't know what to do. And I go, all right, let me see. And he <gasps> puts the phone down and like, I don't want to go like, oh, shit. Oh like, but I was like, uh, okay. Oh, you should. Uh, all right. You should clean that. It's like a a puncture wound that's about two inches across and about an inch a and a blunt, half. From like a blunt branch. Yeah. He had to like pull his leg off. So anyway. So this is how we started our peach. Like we were all stoked and like, yeah, you know, we all packed. Nobody's like rushing around. And then we get that fucking crazy phone call. Well, and we're freaked out a little bit. Thankfully, everything was great. He had a couple stitches. His fine. His girlfriend hooked His it girl up. His girl was here and went yep. with him. She took care of everything. She became the savior of the day. She even made a joke. As she's, she's like, well, I'll get used to it in time. And scars are hot. <laughs> <laughs> you speak for yourself, though, about the not rushing around. I packed the night before shit. I was, to the minute we left the house... <laughs> Like making sure that we had all the right equipment and I still forgot some shit. Okay. Like, so I was yeah, fl- I'm floating. Glad, I'm yeah. glad you had a good experience <laughs> with your packing. But no, man, we, so we leave here, we land, we pick up our car, we start driving. Wait a minute. What? That's, we leave at 10, 11 o'clock at night, our time. We get to Newark, New Jersey at seven in the morning, rent a car in Newark. And then have to drive two hours to yeah. Pennsylvania. And all of that was perfect. There was no problems with any of it. Did you drive? No problems with any of it. It was did great. You, did you not have an ID? And they had a yeah. question for where they had to pull, get a supervisor and then another Look, supervisor. These Aaron, are all the cute little dramas that happen well, and, when you travel. Like, and and Aaron, Aaron always has issues when we travel. He get he gets he always gets ra- it, randomly selected going through security no matter what. Not to it, mention we got TSC pre-checks. Aaron and I like yeah. Like, I was like I'm gonna end this shit because literally every time we go to the airport, I'm the guy that they're like swabbing my bag and pulling all my shit out and like making me walk through the thing and get x-rayed nine times and the dog comes over every time. He could go through wearing nothing but like a Speedo and they'd be like, he's hiding something. Yep. Pull him to the side. So I was like, fuck this. I'm fixing this once and for all, Mel. We're getting TSA pre-checked. We'll never have this problem again. (laughs) Apple's like waiting for us. Feet kicked up. He's got a cigar. Like, what took you guys so long? Me and Aaron are fucking struggling. It's like, (laughs) I got got selected again. I'm going through. They're like, you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take anything out of your bag. Go ahead. Beep. Sir, you've been randomly selected. I was like, here we go again. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Motherfucker. You know, I really, I will always hold to this. The more tense and crazy you are, the more shit's going to happen to you. You're going to have it. chill. No, you're never chill. Your chill is like. Well, if every time you touch the door, you got electrocuted, I don't care who you are. I'd be like this then. (laughs) No, but. And push Aaron into the door in front of you. You know, Oregon only two states that don't allow you to pump your own gas. That's true. That's true. I, so. We get there. We didn't really sleep on the plane too much. It was a very long journey to make it to Peach. And uh, we get where we're supposed to go. We check into our dorm. The 
Peach Festival was sweet enough to give us accommodations. Yeah. And uh, we go to get our credentials. This was a magic. And uh, (laughs) at least for me. So we go to the box office. It's in like this strip mall. And I walk in and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no problem. We've had like 17 conference calls <laughs> leading up to this. We'll just get our credentials, get back in the shuttle. Off we go. No, 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 no. They're like, we don't have your name. We don't, we, there's nobody, there's two people from Osiris and they already picked up their credentials. And I was like, okay. And so Here at that point, again. that point is when Aaron would usually lose his cool. Like, I would usually start getting all wound up and like nervous and anxious and whatever. And I was like, you know what? There's no way we're not getting into peach. Like this is just going to take some time. So we work it out after how long did it take? Like 30 minutes. Yeah, It took about about 30 minutes. And in that time I was blessed with the, you know, the sacrament gods and some, <laughs> you got to tell the story. Well, I, I'll just tell the short version. I'm sitting down waiting for this to go down. And a woman walks by and she's like, oh, my God, somebody just dropped their bag of weed. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'm sitting here. I'll just wait. Yoink. I, I Well, because I was. I was sitting there for like <laughs> 10 minutes. And I was like, if anybody comes out, I'll hand it out to them, blah, blah, blah. She's like, walks in, comes back. She's got her tickets. She comes back because she's waiting on her friends. She's like, nobody came by. I was like, no, nobody came by. So she goes, I'm going to go ask my friends if they dropped anything. Goes in. Nope. Wasn't them. They leave. I kept it. I didn't know what was in it. I just. What are you going to do? Turn it into lost and found? Yeah, of course I kept it. So later on, this is the first night. It was Thursday night. Later on, Billy Strings is about to perform. I'm coming back from the bathroom. Next thing I hear was, how was that bag? And I turn around and it's the lady. And her two friends that was at the um, place getting her tickets. She's like, how was it? And I was like, well, it wasn't just weed. Let me let you know that. And it was just so funny because I saw her again. She was like, hey. And so they were so stoked for me. They were all happy. And it was just like a cute little magical peach thing that yeah. I got to peach partake in. with some free weed. It did. And some other fun stuff. And it was great. Yeah. So we get to the festival and we go to look at the lodge because we've never been there before and we want to see where we're going to be podcasting and like meet everybody and do our thing and we walk into the lodge and holy shit man like i can't believe that we got to do that there what just I, I, sorry in, I got, in the lodge yeah. like what a cool space like aesthetically yeah. speaking, it was. I think it was the best it was a little spot. Warm we, in there. Well, no, if we would have done it outside on the Grove stage, that would have been a whole different thing. And the reason why is like we saw a little stranger performing on the Grove stage, which we will talk about that in a moment. But it was full fucking sun. Yeah, it right was in their face. Yeah. so hot. So I feel like we were kind of blessed by being inside. It was it was warm, but it was covered. And every now and then, when there weren't as many people, it cooled off. And so we had an opportunity to, for people to be comfortable for an expended, extended period of time to listen to the show. Yeah. So yeah, I, they that, had like airflow going. Yeah, and in that way, too. I felt like it was the perfect venue for us. And, you know, there was a few times we started and it was like maybe a few people in the audience. But every, every so often we'd get this influx of people and people would stay. So during the, our, our podcast sets, 
it was incredible to see like, okay, maybe three to 10 people. Next thing you know, there's 150 people, then it winds down to 20. And to me, it felt like we were like the best kept secret at Peach. It felt like that to me, like you're getting these deep ass conversations with the people that you were just jamming your ass to in these intimate settings, but only for this short while. And did you catch it? That's all it's well like, and good. I don't, I, that's nice that we were the best kept secret. I don't want to be a secret next year. No, we're not. No. But you know what, what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like with well, the sit-ins, you didn't stay up that late. So you didn't catch right. the sit-in, but it was one of the and best it, things at peach. You and know? Being, being our first year doing it, you know, you now, now we know and everything, but it was, it was also nice because in that lodge, like Jay Blakesburg had an exhibit of all his photos. Like he does at festivals which brings people in and Absolutely. then they would straggle over to us and they're, they're doing AA meetings every day, like in the back. Yeah, the Wharf Rats are meeting there, in the yeah. back. So there was, you know, it was a communal thing of people coming in for several things. It's also where people came and changed to go to the water park. There's, you know, indoor bathrooms. So it was kind of like a hub. It really it was. It was very yeah. busy all the time. There was and it a was nice next restaurant. to the mushroom stage well, too. Yeah. And right next to the mushroom stage, you could hear everything going on there. It I, was, I, I have news though. So just fast forward to the very end of the festival. We finished beep, 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 beep. at, uh, <laughs> on Sunday and, um, we went and put our equipment away and now's our time to relax and go watch the black crows and say goodbye to everybody and whatever. And the three of us went and talked to the people that brought us in or the person that brought us to peach. And just, I just wanted to thank him and tell him what an amazing experience we had. And like, just tell them how grateful we were to give us the shot. Yeah, to come and th- these opportunities are not lost on us, you know, like we have to have a certain amount of like expectancy. Like, yes, you know, we're here to do a job and whatever, but we're freaking so full of gratitude and like disbelief that we even get to be there. Right. So we definitely wanted to like show our appreciation verbally and at least share a hug or a pat on the back or a high five, like, Thank you for considering us. Thank you for bringing us out. Like all that. But I had told these two, like when we finished and we were kind of like talking in the lodge after, right before (laughs) we went to put our stuff away, I was like, this is rad that we got to do this here this year. Next year we're doing this from a stage. And so we went to go talk to the dude that brought us up. And, um, he's actually somebody that can make that happen next year. And, and, uh, what? Oh, okay. And so, we go back and he just happens to be just so happens like that's that festival magic that always goes down. Like, we didn't know if we were going yeah, we to find him. find him. Just so happens to be taking a break outside sitting in a chair. And uh, so we walk up to him and tell him, you know, hey, man, just want you to know how much we appreciate the opportunity and, and that you believed in us and brought us out. And we're really grateful. And this experience has been life changing for us. And and I said, and next year we want to do this from a stage. And he was like, absolutely, let's get you on the Grove stage next year. Let's make that happen. Let's start planning early. So, And, and then right after that, like serendipitous, like when then we were going to go find somebody else who, who was like, we had our, we had our own liaison that the oh, peach Paolo, gave us. Paolo, shout out, Paolo. baby. We're like, okay, now we need to find Pilot. We turn around. He's standing right there with this cute girlfriend. We got introduced. Didn't realize it was girl, his yeah. girl till afterwards. We're like that. Their four oh year anniversary. God. Yeah. They were so <laughs> sweet. And then what happened? Then we get done talking to Paolo and then we turn around and there's the Aggie boys again, getting right. ready to head out. So we had got to see, 
them one last time. It just happened. Like everything we were looking for was like boom, 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 right there with the eggy surprise on top. And it was just, it was, again, just magical. Like we couldn't have planned this. All right. And we're walking back and forth. Peach is huge. Yeah. Peach is- oh, I, I looked yesterday at my steps from Peach, added them up and put into the thing like, how many miles is this many yeah. steps? 27.8 miles in Mar- we ran a marathon yeah a little over a marathon you I ran bet, the marathon I bet mine was and then double. ran yeah i bet mine well, was your double. feet move a lot faster than mine <laughs> yes yeah so we actually ran a marathon at peach right mine on. was triple i have right short legs. i'll do it again oh. too i'll totally do it again um so oh, wait, we got a, a question of what was the funkiest slash weirdest shit we saw at peach weirdest funkiest weirdest um Okay, I got it. I got, for me, it, I don't know if this was weird, but this is like, you know when you're walking out of a show and there's a lot of people and you're all like in the cow herd and <laughs> you just talking shit, like oh, the bubble. Be, being silly with everybody. <laughs> well, there we were walking out of the main pavilion back towards where the mushroom stage is and you have to go like through the vending area and then up this steep hill and yeah, everybody's very elevated and we were all point. very lifted yeah and there was somebody <laughs> that had a bubble machine right at the like base of the hill where you start to go up and there was freaking bubbles everywhere <laughs> and i was like god damn bu-, just joking totally kidding around i'm like god damn bubbles these people know i'm 50 years old had enough of bubbles trying to be all s- silly trying to be serious walking up this hill and it started this entire improv with people all around us about the fucking bubbles yeah especially the one dude that was like yeah he went off the entire way up the hill it turned into like a political like heated thing how old do you think i am and then it gets in your eye and they don't even get me started on the guys with the big bubbles they just pop get shit all over you ruin your clothes we got to the top and that guy just turned to us he, he just split off after he was, he was like, thank you so much, man. I've really needed to get that off my chest for years now. <laughs> it's day. just been, man, we're all like, yeah. I was it like was, walking. I was like, I feel triggered. You shot bubbles at me. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that whole experience. That was like, funny. I didn't really experience weird, funky. No. Anything. Oh. The funkiest thing I saw was the fucking sock in our dorm room. That wasn't belonging to Aaron or I. And the dude walking around in like, okay, I get it. You, you costumes at festivals are cool. Like I love costumes. I love seeing people in costumes. It's fun. Like when we went to fish, there was a guy dressed like a mermaid. That's hilarious. It was a lot of fun. There was one guy that was just wearing a jean speedo that's the guy that i love the most i thought it was so brilliant why but he wasn't even like owning that shit it was like he was owning it i saw him standing in line waiting for his to fill his refill his water bottle and i was like fuck yes he is letting all of it hang out and he's got some flair on his junk i thought it was rad okay i loved it apple anything any weird coolness no i'm like i mean like different catalyst like funky I, I just separate funky from all that and that was a little stranger 
Oh, like dang. funky. Everybody was getting down. Crowd participation. Those guys are so smooth and so dope and so funny with the improv of adding everything in. Like in the middle of the song, it's like, and this fucking sun is making me squint, and I got <laughs> shit in my eye. Yeah. Like they're so fun, but that was you funky. suck at it, by the way. One of the weirdest, yeah. That's why I'm not up on stage with Kevin, and uh, you know that's not my thing. Uh, and they gave us a shout out, guys, from the stage. You and can't like, just no we can't just throw that in, in there. The like we we had to make a decision. Our boy Andy Frasco, which you all know if you listen to the show, that's our boy. We love Andy. Well, him and Little Stranger were at the same time, and we had to make a choice. As no simple road. We we've seen. Frasco and we knew that he was going to have all these awesome sit-ins and it was going to be dope but we'd never seen Little Stranger and we definitely wanted to do that so we opted for Little Stranger we're there dancing for a couple songs and fucking loving it the sun was blaring but it was just it was good everything was good at that point the crowd was and next thing you know they turn around and shout out no simple road is in the house and we're no simple road. So not everybody else screamed. We screamed. And so it kind of like zeroed in on us because we're like, it, it was like the record scratch. I'm like, it was. everybody stops and turns and is looking and we're at like us. jumping up and like, yeah. woo! And they, it, it was like one of those moments that you're like, it was surreal for, for us. Yeah, yeah. Next surreal. thing you know, after that, everybody kind of, that was standing next to us who had no other fuck who are idea. You guys? All of a sudden was like, Hey, who are you guys? And I met this high school teacher who right before they said that about no simple road, before they called us out, this high school teacher was saying, you see, man, to his friend, you see, this is the kind of music I would play for my students. Um, and I turned around and I was like, you freaking p- would play this for your students. He's like, yeah, I'm a high school teacher. They studied a goose all the time. Oh. And I was just, I-, I turned around. I was like, can I give you a hug, dude? That's freaking the best thing I've ever heard. He's like, yeah, man. So he exchanged, he gave me this amazing goose pin. Oh yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's shaped like a pick with the cutout of goose in the middle and, you know, gave them a sticker exchange, you know, pleasantries, and then we were off. And it just, the, it was like when you get that job, well, you see your, that gold star by your name at the teachers, like you've got like, it's seven days and you got seven gold stars. That's what it felt like with, um, with Little Stranger. And like, we had just done these amazing interviews. We'd kind of gotten our stride. It was like the evening, the the sun was setting. We and, knew our way around. And it was just like the cream of the crop at that moment of, of the festival. And to have and that it, kind of accolade and shout out from the stage, from Little Stranger, which, like I said, we were kind of deciding which one we were going to go to, Andy, Little Stranger. And we made that yeah, decision. It would have been awkward if we weren't there. And it just, like I said, it was just a blessing and like a, that little gold star job well done. You know, and then after that, they made a great uh, smoking photo shoot with Paulo, which <laughs> and is amazing. And, they, and that weirdness, as, as, I mean, I don't know if we categorize it as weirdness, but it, it is weird when you see people a little too uh, medicated over the top at shows. And we witnessed that a couple times. I, the dude in there. front of us, there was a guy in front of us during, I think it was the Crows. Yeah. That like. I was sitting on the ground just chilling out and then he was dancing and the next minute 
I look over and he's on his back. With oh his, shit! With his I, oh, that was J Rat. Yeah, that was J Rat. With his eyes rolled back in his head, like all cockeyed, laying on the ground. And I was like, he looked like he had broken he, every he bone looked in like his he body. Was dead. And I was like, oh shit! And I started to get up, and then his girlfriend came over and was like talking to him. And I went and like whispered in her ear. I was like, is he okay? Do I need to go get the medics? She was like, no, he's all right. I was like, ketamine. She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, he's fine. I'm gonna go sit back down. And he laid there for a while, and then got up and started dancing again. I and saw then, him like come back into his body too. His like hand, fingers moved first, started moving then his, a little. Then his hands kind of twitched a little bit. And then his arms, and then he slowly got he was back reanimated. It reanimated. Well, then, yeah. And then uh, during well, what was that? That was it was during Trey. There was there probably like a 15, 16 year old. Oh, which this yeah. this oh, was, ama- was sad. This was amazing though what happened. I think we've all seen this. Like, you know, somebody that's young that's having a good time that went a little too far. Too much. Next too thing fast. you know, he's like on the ground, kind of, you know, just out of it, scared as hell. He eyes was in the blown. fetal position by the trash. Every can. everybody, there was a whole group around. It. Everybody like got him. They got him up. They got him focusing. They got him sitting down within 10, 15 minutes. They you know got him water, everything he needed, and then then he was okay. Came back coherent and ended up walking off to go find his friends because everybody comes together. He was in with those his moments. family. He kept saying, "My mom hurt her knee, and it freaked me out." I, I can't find my mom. My mom hurt her knee and it scared me and yeah. I just couldn't stop it. He, this kid was like literally in the fetal position next to a trash can. Like eyes. Yeah. Sprung. Couldn't even focus. He looked at me at one point. I walked over to help because I'm older and felt like an older person. My, and the way it he looked at out. the way he looked at me, I backed off right away. And I said, Satanic to one of our Santa friends, Claus. I was like, I probably look like a scary Santa Claus to him right now. I'll let you guys got you guys this. Yeah. this shit. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went in there and I went to I was like, do you need something to drink? And he was like, yes. Well, by the time I came back, he was already gone. But, you know, the positive of all that was the amount of love that was around him. And nobody was going to let him like flail flounder yeah, yeah he, Everybody he was, was protected on, on he was safe no man left behind even though he was feeling crazy in himself outside of himself we we had got it and so that made me feel good so at this point uh we're gonna stop the stream yep but we're gonna continue the episode and let's see if there's anything else um oh um just sky dog said nsr denim speedo new merch idea i'll i'll <laughs> fucking i will i'll totally do I'm that fucking bobby <laughs> Shorter than Bobby shorts, man. I think I, that you guys look I don't dope. got the body for it. I, I think I'll Apple would be fine. Never. Yeah, see? <laughs> I, okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. We're going to finish our, um, you know, bow tie and a, and a, yeah, bow, bow, tie, bow tie, tie and a denim Speedo. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Never can. We're, are we, we're not going to stop recording though, no. right? Okay. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and tune in. Tune in, tune on, tart. Turn off, turn up, turnips. I like turnips. We're back. We actually yeah. paused and went out and smoked and had a discussion. We took a long pause. We had a discussion. And we're refreshed. Yeah. We're back. I, I feel refreshed. I can't hear you. I feel refreshed. There we go. Oh, uh, you know. All right. I'm going to ask you guys a difficult question. And all right. Uh, all right. you're going to be like, I can't answer that, but do your best. Okay. Okay, if you had to, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> I can't answer that either. <laughs> if you guys had to pick one moment 
from Peach to put in a highlight reel for yourself, what would it be? All right, I know mine. Okay. But it was just a moment because it was the night that we were really kind of let loose and had fun. It was, uh, what you found out, it was when Goose, when towards the end of their performance, they did that cover of the My Morning Jacket. A-E-I-O-U. That was just, like, Goose so owned that stage and that slot after Trey. Mm-hmm. It was that that like I got goosebumps right now just too, thinking I, back to it. I recorded the whole thing on my iPhone. That was just a. It was like heading towards a new. It's the end of the evening on Saturday night, and there was just so much love that night, and so much dancing and fun. That was a highlight to me. That that was if I could bottle something that you could have have somebody take a sip of. <laughs> yeah. To that that. that that experience that night after Trey then. and everything, and then the, the, like the back end kind of come down. It was so sweet and it was so awesome. Their performance. Um, I think for me, besides all the live podcasting stuff that we did, like that was otherworldly, surreal, and amazing, and beautiful, and wonderful, and all that. But we met. Um, on the third night, the night that Trey played and Goose Saturday played, night, we drove our car to the festival, which you normally you had to take a a shuttle. a shuttle. But our our buddy Paulo got us a parking pass. Shout out again, Paulo! And uh, we ended up parking in the vendor parking lot. And as soon as we got out of the car, we met three members of our family that we had never met before that were just like waiting in the parking lot for us and ended up spending the whole night with them dancing and hugging and laughing and getting to know each other and catching up on 50 years of not knowing each other. And, you know, and, uh, there was a moment during Trey when Lauren and I are my new twin (laughs) female twin were dancing and I looked over at her and she was moving exactly like me. And it was the weirdest, coolest experience to see myself reflected in physical reality for real. She was definitely your mirror. And it was such a weird, synchronous, transcendent, trippy, psychedelic moment. And I will never, ever forget that for as long as I live that feeling of seeing myself as somebody else. And, and that, that was special because that night, a lot of times when somebody says, Oh, you two are so similar. The person is like, ah, I don't really see it. It was undeniable. And it was so awesome. It was so cute. It was because they had the same sense of humor, like the same laugh, the same moves. It was pretty amazing to see. Yeah. And, you know, when you meet people at a festival and like you, you have a deep connection with them, sometimes you're just connected for that festival and then you're off back to your lives and you don't see them again or you see them the next year at the festival or whatever. I hope that that is not the case with these three. Um, I hope that this is the beginning of, you know, them coming to visit, us going to visit them, like... I really love those people, man. And I told uh, Heather Joe, 
normally when we meet, when we're out doing stuff and we meet people like I'm standoffish is the wrong term, but like I'm a little more reserved because I deal with a certain level of social anxiety all the time when I'm out doing stuff, especially if I'm taking sacrament and I'm not all the way up yet. I'm, you know, weird for a little while. And it wasn't like that with them. And I told her that I was like, I deal with this thing. And normally I'm not very outgoing when we first meet people and I'm, I'm, it'll be Apple and Mel that are really engaged, but I don't feel like that with you guys. It was like, I have known you my whole life as soon as we met. So for me, if like I could bottle some, something for somebody to take a sip of, that that was awesome to see too, because you were, you were almost like pushing me and Mel to the side, but like, like get out of the way of me and my new friendship here. (laughs) It it was the first, it was the first time I've ever seen you act so out of your Aaron character that you normally are like so this is the picture Saturday night we're kind of like driving around we didn't we hadn't parked there yet so we're trying to figure out where to park and the the parking lot's empty everybody's at the show and it was Saturday and it was like raining so they had to take cover and, and it like, was also full of cars yeah it was full of cars but there was only one group and it was this group that Aaron's talking about that was out there and they kind of kept looking at us while we were driving around but it makes sense because there's nobody else there. So, you know, well, I get out of the car and I see Lauren. Well, I didn't know her name was Lauren yet, but I see her over there. And I just like, you know, put my hand up and say, hey, friend, hi, neighbor. And she starts walking toward us. She's like, bring it in, fam. And she <laughs> gave me the fucking hug of a lifetime. Like she was like, I was just checking you guys. She's like, to be honest, I was checking you out at first. She's like, you're so beautiful. And you guys look like you were having such a great time and just have good energy. And then next thing you know, we all pop out of the car. So we're hugging. And then her and Aaron are like each other. I don't even know how else to describe it. Even hugging her felt very similar to being in Aaron's arms. I'm not going to lie. Like she had this kind of like all encompassing, like get in here kind of a hug. And I mean, Aaron's my man. I hug him all the time. I know what that feels like. And so to get a hug from her and be like, wait, what is this going on? It felt weird and cool. And to have Aaron have a little fun, a little BFF, they're running around, <laughs> racing up the stairs and <laughs> that like was the <laughs> walking in sync with each other. And at one point, but- me- me and Sean are we, hanging out. Hold on, dude, back up. Like we've been doing, TV, we got to back up for a second because that 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 was that was the last night, or was it? No, it was Saturday. Oh, no, it was Saturday night, and we're heading out to these stairs. We're heading the, towards these stairs, and me and Mel and, and Sean and Heather Joe are kind of back about ten fifteen feet behind yeah, Aaron and Lauren. And we're talking about their similarities. Yeah, Sean was like, "Can you look at their walking we're, like totally in sync?" And then next thing I'm like, look at their fucking calves. Their calves are exactly the same. And then they pause at the bottom of the stairs as we're saying this. They pause and they like whisper something to each other. They they made a game of running <laughs> up the stairs. So as we're all of a sudden, they start running up the stairs in sequence. Yeah. Like, like trying to beat each other like up the stairs. And, it, and it, we were like, what the? Sean was like, what, okay, what is going on? This is such a trip. And I was like, it's the multiverse. Like we, we started coming up with all these funny like theories and things, but it was, well, and it was so, so funny it to was see. It was so fun and funny. And they, and they <laughs> ran up the first flight because this was many flight, like 15 flights of stairs. They yeah. ran up the first ones and they both turned around in unison smiling down at us like children 
And we were just like, oh, my God, this is this is a trippy twin multiverse. Like, what is going on here? Well, and it was cute because Aaron's like, I never get to have anything like that. You referring to me, you always have like fun friendships and running me, off, playing you know? games, being silly. Yes. And well, and you you uh, Cody came into our lives years ago and Cody is Mel's male twin. Yes. Like they like the same shit. They they like the same clothes. They they just are the same. They're mm-hmm. twins. Yeah. And I always thought like that would be cool if I could have that too. Like I, but there's nobody out there like that. Like I, and mm-hmm. boom. And thank you Peach. And you know, thank you Lauren. I just have to say this too. I and I told this to Lauren. I was like, "Lauren, you remind me of everybody that I love in one person." And she just kind of looked at me and was like, almost like glassy eyed and was like, oh my God, thank you. And, and I meant it. She was like super fun and silly and, and, but that wasn't it. Like her face, her skin, like there was so many things wrapped up in her that reminded me of like Aaron and Sydney and Simon and Jasper and myself and (laughs) Apple and like all my friends that I love all over. And I was like, that's weird. And not to diminish Heather Joe and Sean one tiny bit. Those two were equally as amazing that just like, yeah came into our lives and lit up the night even more. I, Heather Joe is the grooviest chick. Her spinning, dancing, just her vibe was so comfortable. And Sean, Mel was talking about, Apple were just talking about that little 16-year-old kid that was curled up by the trash can losing his, losing his face. Sean was the first one over there to help that kid. Yeah. Like, he was with them, though, the, that is a, the whole a time. homie right there. Sean was, you know, me and everybody, when we met, met these three, um, and we kind of all broke up into our own groups. It was like Aaron and Lauren and then um, Heather Joe and um, Apple and then me and Sean. And we're just all just getting to know each other because we just met. And what a story Sean has. What a human being. What a total sweetheart of a person getting his life back after, you know, doing dumb shit in your own life and so open about his past. Yeah, him and I connected on that And level. also, and very present. And just to, again, just to meet people with that kind of quality of personality. Did we was, get his number? Yeah, I have his number. He texted me and said, thank you for everything. So okay. I, if you want Give it, it all, me, yeah. yeah. Um, also, my moment that, I would have to put in is it was, I believe Friday night and Mm. Aaron and I had kind of like gone off on our own. Apple went to go grab something to eat and we all agreed we were going to meet at this, you know, little grassy area near the mushroom stage. And the nth power comes, it was on. And first of all, never seen nth power. Don't didn't know too much about them. And Jennifer Hartswick was um, joining them. And so. Well, that's her band. She's part of that band. Well, okay. whatever. She was there. They were doing their thing. And Aaron and I are just sitting on. It had rained. So we're sitting there and we're trying to find a little spot in the grassy area that wasn't soaked. And we didn't have like a big picnic blanket because we were coming from. <clears throat> coming from the West Coast. So. Aaron and I are sitting on his little Shemop. scarf. Yeah, his little scarf. And we're just enjoying it. The end power is freaking incredible. 
their voices, their sound. It felt like church, but even deeper. And then next, so I'm like inspired. I'm writing on my phone just about this beautiful everything that we're experiencing. And then next thing you know, our next door neighbor, our, our picnic neighbor, um, is like starts talking to us about the nth power and about everybody that's in the band and giving us like this lowdown. And she's, you know, passionate about it. So I hand Erin a sticker to give to her. And then she invites us on her picnic blanket. Hey, would you want to come sit on our picnic blanket? Hell yeah. <laughs> that's so, just what we needed. Then she's like telling her, her fiance, like, Hey, why don't you tell them about this, you know, story? Well, he wasn't there for any of our conversation. So he's just kind of like looking at I us. I think like, he was a little lifted and didn't he, he feel might've, like talking. Yeah. Whatever the case was, he wasn't involved in what she was, <laughs> you know, putting down. Anyway, next thing you know, we're all in love with each other. We are walking to go see J-Rad together. And that relationship, I don't even, it's again, it's the magic of festivals. Don Amber. Don Amber and Jacob Darling. Thank you so much for the hospitality, the fun, the Don Amber is one of the smartest women and passionate women and she is so into the scene and it made me so happy because it felt, you know. You met a sister. She, I'm, like you, is a healer for sure. Oh, her strong healer. She had herbal, herbal cordials that she had oh made. Oh, my God. And she was fucking gorgeous. Like, I mean, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, babe, or, but when I was little, I always wanted to have red hair. Oh, no, I, I didn't know that. I always... Dawn Amber is exactly how I always wanted to look when I was little. Aww. Like I, that's cute. That's I, that's what I think is beautiful. Like I always wanted to look like somebody like that with that kind of hair and that like, I just did. And when I saw her and just how friendly and cute, like I was like smitten with her. I was like, Oh my God, she is fucking perfect. I think <laughs> it's very telling that out of everything that happened, we went, we talked with some of the biggest names in the jam band world, the music world, period. Mm-hmm. We podcasted in front of a crowd. We got brought out by the festival. We did shouted all this out. stuff. Yeah. We got shouted out, like connected with new family, all this stuff. The three of us, the moments that mattered most were the personal moments with people that we met there. Yeah. Hands down. That's, that's a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot about Peach. That says a lot about the experience there. And when, when we go to festivals and, and like do recaps, we're always sprung for we a little are, while absolutely. on the thing. But for real, everybody, like this was different. This was a different experience and not because of, of the size of what we did there. It was the connections that we made with the people that we met and the vibe of the festival itself yes was singular if you that, ever get the yeah. chance to go to peach do, do it. it i don't ever we all agreed we don't even if we weren't invited back as like podcasters i would not want to miss one the level and we heard this throughout the whole weekend the level of entertainment the detail right that the they attention bring to detail from, yeah from artists to everything involved in it 
the entertainment, the grounds, the water park, the everything is so amazing. It feels like a small festival. Even how they had the vendors, like they had them kind of spread, spread out. Spread out So you could really thing. get an idea of like, you could like individually enjoy each vendor because they're not all smashed together and like feeling repetitious. It was like up. It, it was. I and, and we heard that from several people before we went there. Like it, it, you will never feel like you're at a festival with 30, 35,000 people. And we didn't no. know. It and was, I know that a lot of West Coast folks like, You'll spend money to go to, you know, Panic in the Playa or Fish Mexico or Playing in the Sand. And it's a, it's a pretty penny to go do that. And I, I get it. I'm Mel and I are considering going to Mexico this year for fish. Um, Actually, okay, good. We haven't missed tickets yet. But uh, if you have the opportunity to do those things financially and you live on the West Coast, maybe skip that one year. And go do peach instead. I'm telling you, you won't be sorry. This, just take it from us. We go to a lot of stuff, man. And and I would say we are connoisseurs. I wouldn't. Of, I, I, there's still a lot I haven't done. I mean, I haven't done a lot. Well. We've not done any of those panic at the plot. Maybe that's our sprung thing that we're like, missing. But <laughs> go and, and experience speak this. Speak for the peach. Yeah, go yeah. experience this thing because it's very special. And. It wasn't just us that was having these experiences there. No. It was everybody that I met. And we talked about Patrick, the our brother that we met that was selling beer. This was his ninth peach. He's done nine out of the ten. And he said that for him, this festival is coming home every year. Oh. And that's I could see that's how- big. <laughs> that's a big deal. Especially somebody that's doing fish tour, that's doing den. I want to jumping on that. What you just said about Patrick that it was coming home. I mean, just want to throw this out there because no simple road is our life. You know, like I think that sometimes, you know, if some there's somebody listening or watching or whatever, they're just watching a podcast. But we're living our life as a podcast, and when we were driving up to to montage mountain and we saw and i i mentioned this on the podcast with with jen hartswick i believe um we're driving up there and i see this billboard for the poconos is like a couple exits mm. you know near montage no simple road is facilitating incredible healing and and change in our lives and that weekend of being there near the 4th of July, meeting all these wonderful people, driving to the Poconos, which was a childhood memory that I had forgotten that I had until I was on the the freeway and saw Poconos exit, blah, blah, blah. It's allowing, no simple road has allowed me to heal parts of myself I didn't even know were broken. It's bringing up these places in my childhood that I had like dead and buried, totally forgotten about, and then bringing back, bringing them back up, and not just healing them, but massaging them and nurturing them and putting them back out in a certain way that we can bless you guys with all these amazing interviews and talk about you know these connections that we made. But I just wanted to throw that out there from a personal level, like Melanie. This is not Aaron or Apple, but this is Melanie. Like doing these shows and going to these festivals 
is literally healing my physical body and my childhood traumas. And I just wanted to mention that because I know we talk a lot about doing sacrament and, you know, being high and, and going to all these different shows and traveling. And we're grateful to meet and talk to these people. But on a singularly personal level, this show, No Simple Road, and all of the things that we do that make it up is literally changing my DNA and my experience in life. Mm. And I just wanted to throw that out there that it's not lost on me. And I wanted to mention it because this is part of the gift that I get back from doing these. Like, of course I like, it's hard to say, answer those questions. What's your favorite moment? Because every moment was my favorite. Yes. Getting a hug from Maggie Rose. That was meeting Kate. Meeting Kate and, and Jules and and Jeff, looking in Jeff's eyes Sam was Soupy. one of my favorite things was looking at Jeff and while he was telling me about Sam, you know, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. I just, that was cute. But like, those are all, I can't even like minimize that. But like overall, like I said, for myself and my body, and I am just so grateful that I get to live it in front of you guys. And I'm saying it on purpose because I, to be held accountable or even just to know what's happening on my end through all of this. This is how it's affecting Melanie from No Simple well, Road. I, I think you, you definitely speak for me in a lot of that as well. This is transforming us yeah. and giving us such a quality of life. Yes. Like, like it is that, like that up there, that dancing. I, I haven't danced like that. Like we did Saturday you night. Boogieing, brother. That, that was, I mean, I, I. I was breaking through at Mojo Family Fest, feeling good, but there, oh man, I did. We we danced for like six hours straight because we didn't stop in the half hour breaks between bands. No, we were dancing to the music. They're playing James Brown, and the we just Grateful continued Dead. dancing and talking to everybody. And it was, I mean, it was like oh, the best therapy fucking session ever. It like, really was at the end of. Uh, left physically and mentally uh, better. At the end of Goose, Mel was like, how you doing, babe? I go, like, I, I feel like I just did aerobics for six hours. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you that, did. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And I, it wouldn't be complete if I didn't mention my <coughs> sweet little romance with John Aldo. Yes. <laughs> that Mid little that cutie. We had the best time. John Aldo is our sponsor's son, um, Electric Fish Lights. Shout out EFL <laughs> in Delaware. Um, Electric Fish Lights, he brought his son, John Aldo, and we've heard of John Aldo for years, but we've never gotten to meet him. And I went up and met him on Thursday night, like second set of Billy Strings. And from the moment we connected, we were running up and down the hill, running to go to the bathroom. We got drinks. We we're tr- I was like, playing oh, games. shit, Mel has a playmate. We're playing games. He, and he, I, I mean, I could, he wouldn't leave my side. And he, honestly, and was, I was fine with it. And he was actually at one point, like Aaron, when we were talking about this, he was at one point, he's like kind of pushing Aaron away. <laughs> like, like, oh, hi, Aaron, get, get away from us. Every time we got together, he'd want to leave and go do something by ourselves. Let's and go up there. It, Going on an adventure. And it was just, well, first of all, I miss my grandbaby. And it was great to have that sweet little angel heart as a stand-in. But uh, he was a, he was his own, he had his own, like, personality. And he was wanted to do these fun things. And we just connected. And it was so fun. that It brought the kid out in me. And that's what I was talking about is all the 
that healing part, like I felt like I had gotten to go to camp and that was one of my dreams when I, we were, my mom was freaking single and she couldn't afford to send us a freaking sleepaway camp. I always wanted to do that always. And I felt okay. like I was in camp I'll and then here I am playing I'll at tell camp. You, it was the cutest thing too. Cause we were like John and Amy said about him and me and Aaron were saying, because we used to always joke, not as much now, but ML is the energizer bunny. We used oh, to yeah. say it a lot more, uh, it's like, oh, there she goes, energize your bunny, clam, clam, clam. That's how he was until in, into the point, that, like when he just dropped in the middle of the lodge and fell asleep on the floor. Like he goes a hundred percent until he just all of a sudden he's asleep. And I, I thought he was joking. Like, okay, he's playing. Possum. We did. We thought that he was joking. When and, he was- and, and John and Amy are like, no, that's what he does. He plays so hard until the batteries, and then he just drops and sleeps anywhere. Sounds like me middle of a concert, <laughs> you know, anywhere. Yeah, it was great, and I just want to say thanks, uh, John Aldo, for your fun company, and I will never forget it. So, let's see. We're an hour and twenty minutes into this, and we haven't even gotten to a single interview. Mm-mm. Um, let's do that. Let's let's do the Eggy interview and Dogs in a Pile and James Casey. And then um, we'll be back on the back end of that to say goodbye to you guys. And, you know, y'all, when you hear this James Casey interview, I want you to think about a couple things. First of all, we had been trying to get James Casey for a while. Yeah. Um, And maybe, you know, just the timing wasn't good because, you know, his, you know, sickness and all that, whatever. And we were in the interview with dogs in a pile. And then I look over and I see James Casey and I wanted to cry. I immediately, I just wanted to cry, but I had to, we're talking to, you know, Jimmy and we're having this full on conversation. All right. We stop. And then it's our turn to go talk to James Casey. And I don't know what it was about him particularly, but I just, I wanted to cry. I wanted to hug him. I just wanted to, I, I felt, a certain, I don't know how I felt. I just felt emotional. And I even said that to him. I was hugging him. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I'm being emotional right now. I, I don't, I've never met you. We never even talked. He was so humble. I don't even know what you guys want to talk about. I don't even know why I'm here. And I just want to say thank you, James Casey, for taking the time out of your schedule and your recovery to come chat with us. And I am, will never forget our interview. Never. The content of our conversation. And I want to have you back on for a full hour. I would love to get to know more of you. And I just want to say everybody that's very fortunate to. He's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Of mine. He's a hero of mine. I just wanted to say that, that um, I was very like smitten and, and just wowed, dumbfounded Mm -hmm. at, at the fact that we got to do that and, it's not lost on me. So I just want to say thank you, James Casey, and enjoy that interview with him. And this, this one with James, too, is one of those that encompassed, like, all the emotions. There were there were a couple of his story. You're going to hear all of it. There's some good laughter. There's some tears. There's a, it, this ran the gambit of yeah. emotions yeah. throughout the whole thing. And it's so interesting to hear I knew that there was his a, side. I knew that there was a chance that we were going to talk to him, but we had stuff scheduled, and he wasn't on our schedule. And, um, so I had kind of written it off. And then like Mel said, we're in the middle of talking to dogs in a pile and Matt from Osiris comes over and whispers in my ear. He's like, Hey man, James Casey's here. You got a half hour with him. And I was like, what? Like, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't prepared. I, 
nothing. And when he sat down, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I was like, me either, brother. Let's go for it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, everything that you guys said. Yeah. Like, it, what a, what a. I just remember him human. saying every time I play music, it's a spiritual experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I felt like that. I felt like I was having a spiritual experience when I Sitting met him. there with him. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Thank so you. here we go. The first bit you're going to hear is, is our, uh, conversation with Eggie that will lead into our talk with, um, dogs, dogs in a pile. pile. Sorry, everybody. And then on the back end is our talk with James Casey. So. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did and get all the feels that we got. Yeah, get the uh, feels. So I'm not even going to do the without further ado. Here we go, guys. Just kidding. We're going to do the business first. I almost forgot. (laughs) I got all excited. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Get yourself some No Simple Road merch there. The merch. You can see our Mm. list of upcoming events like Northwest String Summit, Summit. Strings and Goose and all. Summer Meltdown is not on there. Oh, yep. Summer Meltdown, that too. Um, Also, you can get a tarot reading from Mel and I with the Grateful Dead Tarot Deck. We will give you a one-hour reading. You will get a personalized playlist based on the cards that you pull. You'll get a recorded entire hour of whatever we talked about in your reading. And we'll get a chance to hang out with you for Yeah, we get to meet our family and actually hear what you got to say in the flesh. It's, well, sort of. cyber flesh. In the cyber, cyber flesh. That sounds flesh. dirty. In the cyber flesh. It makes it funner. It doesn't sound dirty. It sounds fun, yeah. Okay, it does. Well, Yay, cyber dirty flesh. Fun. Yeah. Dirty's <laughs> fun. Dirty, dirty's fun, man. <laughs> Dirty cyber flesh. All right. We we just basically, we just want you to book a a A tarot tarot reading. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road like Julia did. Oh, Julia and and Jeff. Become a patron of no simple road. Julia and Jeff. Julia and Jeff. So much. Angels. Signing up on Patreon for 10 bucks a month (sighs) for making sure that we're covered, that the show continues on. That we get to keep doing this, that we get to put these episodes out, that we get to go places and talk to people and do all the fun shit that we get to do. And it's because of you. And we're super fucking grateful. And we love you too more than words can tell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know how you always say after you talk to the musician, there's a greater appreciation for their music. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way with our listeners. And after we meet them, we already love them. But after we meet them, it's like, wow. These people wow. are the gold of the earth. <laughs> wow, that's the people it's, that are listening. Yeah, to I'm, I, I, I'm proud of it. I'm so grateful. And I just want to say that about Julia and Jeff. Thank you so much. That JJ connection. I love you guys. Yeah. And every time we meet people, it just fits. It's like yeah, piece it of the puzzle. It's like, oh, there's that piece that was missing. Yeah. yeah. So patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You'll. If you give uh, 20 bucks a month, Mel will make you a personalized what? collage. Yeah, check they, that out. Yeah, I've there's, other, there's other goodies up there too. So go check that out. That's where you go, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. If you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost anything, you can go on Apple Podcast, 
or whatever streaming platform you listen to the show on, but mostly it's Apple Podcast. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcast, I want to keep saying Apple Podcast. So that <laughs> you keep this is fun to say. So that you go over there on Apple Podcast and you put in a review for us like... Yeah, hit that five star. And we got a new review this week. And, and I'm going to break character here. Usually me, me and Mel read them, but this one is kind of personal. It, yeah. it, it, this I'm going to read for, it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to read this one. Okay. And thank you so much, Corn Muffin. What is it? Corn Muffin? Corn Muffin 778. 778. Wow. First review since, since May 16th. Don't be sad, Aaron. <laughs> I've been binging the old episodes for the past few weeks and love listening to you guys. I'll be jumping on the Patreon bus soon. Promise. From one Portland head to another, keep up the good work, you guys. Well, Corn Muffin 778, <laughs> I just want you to know, seriously... That was fucking rad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel better. I feel all better and warm and fuzzy inside. And, uh, you know, it, he looks better. He's smiling. He a little really bit more is. color. <laughs> a little bit more color back. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? Seriously. Like, Thank you for making my man happy. Corn muffin 778. That's cute. Well, look, I, not that like, I have to have reviews coming in every week, but. I know that people are listening to the show because I could see the numbers, right? And then, like, a couple of months goes by and, like, nobody just kind of bummed me out, man. Yeah. And and Corn Muffin 778 just made me smile. Made him so. happy. And I love Corn Muffins. Yeah, Corn Muffins. We all, yeah, Corn Muffins is a big corn thing muffins. around here. So, yeah, that thanks a lot. Appreciate Yay. it. And you, too, can make me smile. If and, you and your Portland head too, so that oh, makes yeah. us even happier. Right up here in our area, our neck of the woods. Yeah, I think you meant Portland. Yeah, sometimes it's Portland, Maine, but I'm pretty sure you meant Portland, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you too can do that. Just go on Apple Podcasts. I said it again, and leave a five star review, and then everything will be rosy and peachy keen. It, Yay. you know, it in my head when that happens, you know, like. In the movies, when the fireworks go off and the yeah, that's what's going on. That's what happens in my head. I was wondering what that noise was. Oh, exactly. I've never heard that. No, it's inside. It's inside. Only if I open my mouth can you hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of echoey. And then the other thing you can do that's super fun. It doesn't cost a dime, which is another one of our favorite things that makes us so happy. Is call into our tepid line. That's right. Yeah, nine. In case you didn't hear that, it's uh, 971-808-1524. 1524-1524. Yep, 1524-1524. That, that was but subliminal. That's, that's where you can call it. Aaron's throwing us over like looking at Aaron like he's possessed. Uh, but call in. That's where you can call in and leave us trip reports. You can basically do anything. Concert reviews, no, like they me, can't, what, they can't whatever you want to disappear. do. Field they can't report turn into candy. Eli. You have they no imagination. They, they don't yeah, become don't teddy listen bears. to Aaron. You can turn into candy and disappear, do whatever you want to do. And you can do it on the tepid line. Okay. I mean, Eli Paul, thank you so much for that field. That review. field that, report like, last week. It was, re- I listened to the whole thing today at the, after the interview. And uh-huh. I, I was almost in tears. But I didn't get teary. I got really excited and and grateful and proud. And you will bet your butt that I will give Darwin a little smack on the ass for you. I'm going to record it and I'm going to put it on the NSR and it's going to say at Eli Paul. Yeah. So I'm going to do that for you, Eli, because we love you, man. And we do appreciate you. And we the time that you took to put a half an hour of stuff together and the sound effects and 
all well, that. And you're rolling with the dope crew, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and, and, There's and, a lot of laughter. Yeah. Out there, well, and you yeah, were saying man. that we have um, given you an opportunity to have a new creative outlet or a new, you know, an unsung talent. I'm grateful for that. Well, it's definitely yeah. singing now. It, absolutely. It, one of the things that I loved listening back to that, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Eli Paw sent us a 25 minute field report from Fish. It is at the end of the Tom Hamilton episode. So if you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to it there. Um, anyway, when I hear us recorded back, like playback sometimes, and, and I'm laughing, I sound fucking crazy. Diabolical. <laughs> it's out of my mind. And when I listen to that field report, there's a couple of people that closely laugh. match my level of insanity when they're laughing. And I want to hang out with those people, whoever they are. Because whoever they are and I, if we all got together and got super lit and started laughing, nobody else would be, be able to diabolical hang out. Diabolical, maniacal. Be weird to be like a meeting of a bunch of supervillains. So oh, yeah. that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. You're scaring the children. So what? Get the kids out of here. They ain't supposed to be here anyway. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to not do the further ado thing. Are we done with the business? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we did. We, I didn't we get did mom's the tepid line. Yet. We did the tepid line. We did um, Patreon. We did um, tarot reading. Tarot we did all of all our that. commercials. And the only thing we didn't say is, without further ado. All right. We no love you guys. We're going to get you to the stuff now. So, first is Eggy, then Dogs, Dogs in a the pile, pile, then James, then James Casey, Casey, then us. I love you guys. Check, check. What's up, everybody? Hey. Ch -ch -check. Hello, hello. Ch -ch -ch Let me know when you're ready, Matt. I'm checking my... Everybody look at Matt. Uh -oh. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Just push the go live button. We're good? Okay, let's try that again. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? So, for those of you that don't already know, we are No Simple Road. That's Eggy. This is Apple. I'm Apple. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mel. And uh, we are uh, from Portland, Oregon. And this is our first Peach Festival, man. Um, yesterday, we did a, a little thing in here with Daniel Donato. And part of what we were talking about with him was how this festival is different than any other festival that we've ever been to. Um, We've done a lot of stuff on the West Coast, but the East Coast definitely has its charm and its vibe. You know, coming from the West Coast, we always hear like East Coasters are rude and like standoffish and whatever. And we have had the exact opposite experience out here. Like this has been the coolest experience at Peach. And um, I just wanted to start off with saying thanks to all of you for welcoming us to the East Coast and taking us in and taking care of us. and letting us do this, sit in front of you and talk. We appreciate it, man, a lot. We're, we're, we're glad to have you out here. Hi, yeah, man. Thank you so much. I should say the only thing I said like yesterday, you all drive a little more aggressively out here, but once you get out of the car, you're the nicest people. <laughs> we could introduce you to some pretty rude people. <laughs> yeah, not everyone is like I, us. I got a Rolodex. <laughs> so one of the rad things about Peach, at least like, from my perspective, living on the West Coast is this festival seems to be more than others, a springboard 
for talent. When bands play Peach, something happens afterwards sometimes. You know, Goose is a great example of that, the 2019, and then now Goose. But um, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about your experience of playing this festival. I know, you got, Donnie, you told me this is your second one. And uh, how does this compare to you guys to playing other festivals around the country? And how is it different? Um, well, we were actually kind of talking about that earlier today. Um, that, you know, I think with Peach, something that's really special that they do is I feel like they invest their, their time into checking out all the bands and the music and, um, you know, really empower their artists. And so I think that the springboard, um, I give a lot of that credit to Peach, especially, um, you know, we started on the Grove stage last year and such a trip to have played the main stage and the mushroom stage uh, yesterday and um, and Peach gave us that opportunity it's certainly everybody coming out and supporting us uh, last year first set of the weekend through the rain and and showed up for us that such a special feeling that we'll remember forever um, but I think Peach was able to see that and um, so I think that they really care about their artists and really care about giving them that opportunity and and, you know, not just being the, you know, the, you got to prove yourself to make it here, but let's prove something together. And, 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 you know, that's that family spirit that I'm talking about that we've been feeling like I, yesterday. I don't know who it was with you or Daniel that asked me, like, so what's your take on everything so far? And I was like, I, I can't really put it into words yet. Like it, it's, and I don't want to be too cheesy or heady about it, but like, it's kind of ephemeral no, and ahead. weird. Like, okay, thanks, Apple. <laughs> you know, it's it's a the Grateful Dead created something really wonderful in that the community that grew up around the band was magic, and a lot of people here come from that world, and or are kids of people that came from that world. And I think that's the thing that I'm picking up on now, like day three, I'm like, that's the, that's the special sauce, is that Grateful Dead family vibe that's here. And what you just said about like, you don't have to prove yourself to get here. Even if you already did prove yourself, that's not the reason that you're here. It's like, let's create something beautiful together. Okay. And, and that's the, when you put that kind of energy into something, and then just like set it, go, set it to go. All potential is contained in that. And then that thing can flower and grow and become beautiful. Yeah, the, the, you know, the artists feel that, the attendees feel that, you know, and I mean, we went to Peach, what, 2014, our first time just yeah. to come to the festival and felt that, you know, our first time here as well. Um, you know, we were a little bit stubborn being like, wow, I want to play Peach so badly now that I don't know if I can go again until we, you know, see it from the other side and grateful that we did. That tenacity is awesome. Yeah. Though. Fuck. Yeah. I, I wonder too, man, like with that tenacity that you have like that, let me back up. So yesterday when we started, like one of the first things I said to everybody out there was like, it may seem normal for you guys to see us up here. Like, it's no big deal. We're doing a podcast. It's part of Peach. It's part of your festival experience. 
But for us, this is ultimately the most surreal thing ever in the world. Like, we aren't a band, we're a podcast, which isn't normally on stage, and now we're sitting here in front of all of you. That's weird, right? But I can't even, like, wrap my head around what it would be like for you guys as musicians, right? To come to Peach in 2014 or whatever and, and be like, man, I really want to play that. That'd be really fun. And I saw you guys destroy that main stage yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you did. So Thank what you. is that like? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? What that feels like? What that journey's like for you guys? Just like walking out on that stage after this? And I mean, it's crazy because all of us grew up, like Jake was saying, going to these festivals. Like right. I grew up in Chicago. So summer camp was like the thing for me and my friends to do, like, you know, we leave, it's, in, it's at the end of May, it's basically like we end school and then go straight to summer camp. Like the, the end of the year is like the weekend of summer camp. So like, you know, being able to come to these things as an artist and be on the other side of it is just insane to me. Cause I'm, I would, I had never gone to Peach before this, but I wanted to so bad and, and the first time was last year when we were playing and it's just so insane to be able to like experience these these events and, and places that I always wanted to go to and experiencing them for the first time as an artist. It's it's just surreal. Yeah, I mean I definitely felt myself when I stepped up on the, the main stage yesterday, you know, having a kinda like hold it back a little bit because it was this like kind of rush of an overwhelming sensation being like I've just looking out, even before there was anybody there, just looking out and just seeing this. It's like the, that was the biggest place that we'd ever played is that main stage there in our history as a band. And, you know, being on the other side of that glass and being seeing Tab and Tedeschi Trucks Band and the Allman Brothers in that same place in 2014 and getting my mind absolutely blown. Like, to, to stand up there, like, you know, you just can't help but think about all, like, the joy, but also like the sacrifices we've all made to get to this very moment and that it all does get to culminate in just a big release of energy and joy together, which was, you know, some, and, such a special it, feeling. And it's interesting, like there is such an energy yeah. to it, you know, besides our energy, our excitement, our, you know, anticipation for playing, there is a certain energy that does stay on a stage you know, to, to be sharing a stage with the likes of Trey and the, the Allman Brothers and all these other bands, there, there is something to, to be said about, about just the place, you know, yeah. it really brings something special. Well, I don't, you know, they, not, I know you were listening. Oh, um, you know, energy, you know, you can't just, it doesn't get recreated or destroyed it just gets transferred and you know i think that with the case like with you know the peach festival stage and many hollowed stages across the country i mean one that we're really looking forward to we just uh recently announced a show at levon helm studios um which the is barn? at the barn um, <laughs> on august 5th can i come um it's a, of course <laughs> we'd love to have you out and and just knowing like the you know the hours of passionate music that took place behind you know within those four walls it's just it it just it stays right there and you feel it every time yeah and you know one other thing 
you know, just about walking out yesterday, it's like, you know, so many new faces as well as people, you know, my now fiance I met eight years ago at a small bar and seeing her out in the crowd and seeing my parents who I'm so fortunate that they come and support all these things. And it, you know, seeing those fans that were in the room when there was three people there, um, you know, and then alongside all of these new faces that we're just so fortunate to meet. Um, it's a heavy and incredibly empowering feeling to just, just go through, you know, there's so many people that we feel like we're going through this with, and it's a shared journey. And, um, you know, everyone that comes along on that journey with us just makes it so much more special. You know, that it's a huge point that you just made about people coming along the journey with you. Um, like I said, we were from the West Coast, so we hadn't seen you guys. I hadn't heard of you. And uh, when I started seeing you come on, through the algorithm on Instagram, I got swept up in that thing, man. Like, for real. I was instantly rooting for you guys. Because there's a lot of bands out there, right? And I like to think that over 30 plus years of like, being a part of this community and being a fan of the music, I, a fan, get it? Um, I've, sorry. <laughs> I've gathered like a, a spidey sense when it comes to that. Like, I can feel that shit coming through the phone, man. And that's not common. That's not every band that you scroll by. And I got swept up in that thing. And it's real. That, that's real. And, I don't think there's anything wrong with owning that and like stepping into that power and pushing that forward with everything you guys got because there's a wave behind you, man. And when you guys took that stage yesterday, it was like, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you man. I, I just want to say the one thing. One day, a lot of you may have too, like he said, being from the West Coast, we didn't really know you guys and stuff, but then all of a sudden, like Nugs.net, Nugs, Nugs TV, all of a sudden you guys were just on there all the time. And I go to Nugs all the time, just watch the shows and everything. And it was like, Aggy, who are these guys? And next thing you know, you guys became, you know, part of the soundtrack to our life. We're listening to you all the time. We're having get togethers at the house with you on in the background or partying and stuff. The other thing I wanted to say, which I was talking to you two yesterday when we saw you for a minute, is a lot of bands you, you see up there on stage, and like if you're taking photographs, you gotta wait for that moment when they're rocking out. And they like have the rock face, like the tray face and stuff like that. These guys, all four of them, were over there taking photos, and you could just click, 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 click. Every single one of them, they were just killing it Getting and it giving it like time. 110%. Like, just, well, I, I, I had to pull that out. He disagrees with 110%, but that's a little bit extra effort. You guys killed it <laughs> yesterday, and we admire that so much about you guys. Well, one thing that's cool about festivals is the collaboration aspects, yeah. is that people that you would never think that would sit in with each other sit in so what are some of the sit-ins that you look forward to or that you have seen that just blew your mind any festival well on, honestly the the first thing that comes to mind when you think about sit-ins last night we had daniel donato yeah. come play with us and uh i mean that was an incredible experience it was 
it was cool. We we had been chumming around with him on Instagram for a long time and um, become kind of internet pen pals, I guess. Yeah, right. And um, it was really cool getting to meet him and play with him simultaneously. On the same day. Yeah. yeah it was almost like we got to know him while playing. Oh, wow. We wow. Had through, through, through the vibe. Yeah. Through the music. Because, af- you know, after we played, it was, we were talking to each other like different people. Like, it's like oh. we had had these huge wealth of experiences condensed into 15 minutes or whatever on stage. Um, and it's really, that's, you know, one of the things that's really powerful about a, a sit-in when you, when everyone is bringing that hundred Ten percent. I'm gonna let it slide. Uh, you know that hundred-ish percent. You know, you really, it really is like a conversation. It really is like getting to know somebody. It's almost more so than than talking with them. And it's cool for us because, you know, bringing that new person into the musical conversation totally changes the way that we kind of adapt and and. It brings new things out of us that, you know, sometimes those little things that happen in those 10, 15, 20 minutes of playing with somebody, you know, it'll be a lasting musical thing for us that starts to trickle into some of our, you know, some of our sound and maybe for him. And it's just a cool way to just, like Mike said, instantly kind of just throw yourself in a very personal experience with somebody and very vulnerable, especially with improvised music it's like hey we've gone there together but we haven't gone there with you but let's do this and see what happens you know it's a lot of fun that's awesome he was out he's out there right now he's out there right now now. and yesterday he was right here with us (laughs) and it's kind of the same thing when we first met daniel he was young very young and um seeing him go on his journey on the way up and Seeing him sit in with the kitchen dwellers yesterday. Oh my god! Did you any of you catch that? Yeah, we were right there. Yeah, dude. Oh, I was like <laughs> stone cold sober out in the audience taking pictures, and I saw him come up and like they start playing. I'm like, this is gonna be good, and I'm just like bawling while he's playing, like that full body chill. Yeah. And we just can't can't hold it in. I don't. Okay, I'm crying. <laughs> it's, Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you guys about, too, because you were saying about, like, those surreal experiences earlier about, like, stepping on stage. What about, like, I know, like, when you get emotional like that, you want to cry, you want to, like, but you guys have to play music. We've definitely cried while playing music. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, for us, you know, not to make it a big and heavy thing, but... um, you know, in the same way that you're saying a, a room stage can have this lasting energy, you know, same thing with friendships and relationships with loved ones. And, um, you know, I know Donnie spoke with you guys um, uh, before, you know, our band is named um, after our friend Edward. His childhood name was Eggy. And, um, Never knew why we named the band that. We were kind of just messing with him and stuff. And, um, you know, about four or five years ago, Edward passed away. And, um, you know, just carrying his spirit 
we we had to you know we played like a memorial show for him like a week after he had passed and um certainly had our fair shares of cries during that but certainly celebratory you know i cried walking out on stage yesterday just you know you got to hold it in but um i think a lot of what our music is about is sharing our full self with everybody yeah Yeah. making ourselves vulnerable and you know i can't find my truth if i can't you know be or i can't be honest with you guys if i can't find that truth within myself and so if that if tears or laughter you know the full spectrum of emotion is what we try and encapsulate within our music and so you can't you can't shy yourself off to those very real feelings that that's something that that i think about this community of people is that that authenticity is picked up on and maybe that's the wave that i'm talking about that i felt when i saw you guys and and uh you know if it's if it's not genuine it's kind of easy to spot and uh i want to go back to the what you said about like stages holding energy so part of the conversation we had yesterday was like as human beings we have this fundamental need to um gather to have ritual in our lives and and we don't as a modern society ritual has been kind of removed from it and this is a way for us to gather as a tribe and have community and and have our ritual so if you think about places like red rocks take red rocks for example that was native american hollowed ground where they would go before they were going into battle and like the shaman would come and get up in the amphitheater and like spin the energy up and bless all the all the warriors that were going out and that amphitheater was used for however long for that and now our family is there and the shaman is up on the stage which is the musicians and the warriors are out in the crowd and that's that's huge man and that is imprinted in the silica that makes up the rock of that place those are crystals they hold energy totally yeah I, although i will say somebody told me you know if we're ever fortunate enough to play red rocks bring the sage you know there, people spirits. are people are like you know i had an amp 60 70 pound amp never was blown over from any gust of wind before amps on the ground pedals wow. don't work what? you know people are like make sure that you show the love and respect, respect. for that sacred ground right. you know yeah. and so we'll, I'm, yeah yeah i think you know along those lines uh a place like that for for us and and i think for a lot of us in our community is like the the capitol theater in port yeah. chester 100 percent. Uh, that place is like is like a, a church for us and you know, again, bringing it back to emotions on stage when we when we got to play at, at the cap. I mean, I cried like a baby just looking out there, just right thinking about, you know, all the people in our lives that have been there. All the, the you know, obviously the, the famous people, the Grateful Dead have played there. But, you know, countless shows we've seen. And- I've You know, things I've listened to for years that have been there. You know, I, I've. My, my father and uncle would see shows there when they were kids and this you know so it's it is crazy that there we do have our version of you know temple yeah so to speak i i just wanted to 
make a prediction. I think what most people yeah. sitting here will agree. We are going to be seeing them on the stage at Red Rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> well, we're going to end with you guys here in a minute, but I wanted to say a couple more things to you is that when you come to the West Coast, not if, when you come to the West Coast. 100%. When you come up way. to the Pacific Northwest, you all have a place to We got stay. you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank and you so much. And it won't be 40 minutes open, away. Right? <laughs> and it's going to sound weird, but whatever. I don't care. Like, I turned 50 last year. And um, I, I didn't think that I was going to make it. Like, if you would have known me in my 20s, you would have been like, that guy's going to be dead by the time he's 25. And... Uh, this music is one of the, besides Melanie, is the other thing that saved my life, but this music saved my life. And it means everything to me. And to see another generation coming up that has respect for the thing and understands it and is doing it, like, makes me want to cry. So just thank you guys for what you do, man. Yeah, me thank too, you. man. Yeah. Seriously, thanks for your time. Thank you for having Off us. Off stage, this is really, like, one of the things that I, get weepy and teary about even when we're home on the podcast on zoom these guys just took an hour two hours out of their time to set up their computer go through the zoom and talk to us when you could be practicing traveling doing whatever and to me that i'm so grateful for that and i i'll never not be grateful for that for you guys doing that and taking time so they and letting everybody thank you know all how, for being yeah. here. Yeah, thank everybody you so give it up much. for Eggy. Eggy in the house. Give it up for No Simple Road. So we're gonna keep with the theme and bring up another next generation. Yeah, Jimmy, why don't you come up? Yeah, Show Jimmy. Yeah. I didn't know you were gonna have us up just to cry. I know. I love it. <laughs> Mel, Mel just asked me to send Jimmy a song. I'm like, we're we're doing a live podcast right now. Play it on the speaker right here. Okay. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? She wanted you to sing Did a comic dog. Where we were? No. I'm glad you're excited. comfortable on stage. I'll give you a play-by-play how I'm liking the song. Wow. Well, everybody, if you don't already know, this is Jim Law from Dogs in a Pile. Everybody, give it up for him. Yeah. Thank you guys. We will have Sam shortly. Sam can just come on in when he's ready. Yeah. He's coming. I'm sure he's yeah. stumbling on in. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so, Jimmy, how's your festival been so far, man? How's yeah. Pete treating you? Well, I'll be honest with you. I, so, we came, a couple of us went to Dead and Company yesterday at oh. Bethel Woods. And then we decided to come here. And it's just a huge weekend, you know. But I just got here about an hour ago. And eat some food, and I'm just getting warmed up. I'm ready to hang out. How was the show? Yeah. Oh, dude, Dead & Co. is just on top of it right now. Wow. Jay Lane was Agreed. on drums, and it's just different, you know, but wow, are they tight. Yeah. It's just so great to see them still with some steam in the engine, you know? Dude, we were talking about it the other day, and, like, that whole thing is an engine for turning people on. Yay, that welcome, Sam. Sam. There he is. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Yeah. So this is another instance of like um, 
internet pen pals meeting in real life. Yeah. That's right. right? These guys, you saw it here first. Yeah, these, you guys have been on the show twice, right? Yes. 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 Yep. yes. So they've been on No Simple Road twice, and we just fell in love with these guys, yeah. man. And and uh, they're very lovable. Never met in real life, so I appreciate you guys giving us a second to get our hugs in and say hi. But yeah. Anyway, back to Dead and Company. So it's this like, there's a lot of people that talk shit. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And. It is what it and is. Aaron's one of them. I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty at times too. He sometimes does. Yeah. But I really started seeing it in new light in this tour, man, because there's so many young dudes that are coming in and they're learning the music through Dead and Company. Right. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, man. And and I would think that that happening can only help you guys. Right? So are you seeing like an infusion of these people that have been going and seeing Dead and Company coming to your guys' shows too? Well, it's cool because, I'm sorry to say, but I think it's cool because like it, a lot of the Dead and Co fans that are going now are a lot of kids like our age and even younger. And um, they're seeing what their parents did their whole life, you know? And they're like, wow, that looks fun. And then they go and they're like, wow, the music's good too. <laughs> and, then, and then they wind up realizing that it's a whole vibe rather than just the music and the whole community and then it's just like it goes throughout in your whole life feeling you know yeah absolutely and like and dead and company was like one of the first bands i started seeing that really got me to like you know yeah. be like oh my god this scene is amazing this is what we want to do this yeah. is the scene we want to be in yeah. what was the what was the music you were listening to before um i mean i got into the grateful dead when i was young probably like 13 or 14 okay. but before that like I loved alternative rock, indie rock. I still okay. love that stuff. But uh, I love Beck. Beck was my oh, all-time Beck favorite before. Shout I out can't Beck. go wrong with Beck. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I kind of a little different for me. But I, my dad's right there, Big Jim. What? What's up, man? Yeah. Good job, Dad. Good job. <laughs> so he's the. Re I could say he's the reason I'm sitting in this chair oh. today. <laughs> he, he started taking me to see, uh, you know, Bob Weir and Phil Lesh in their offspring bands after the dead since i was like you know four years old in 2003 he was taking me to everything and that's all i've ever known wow jimmy's like my first show was cornell 77 yeah right i'm only 22. <laughs> i saw jerry no i didn't i did not i did not see jerry hey man you know what, what? as a dad yeah. i can't i can't even imagine how proud you are like Come on, man. That's usually one of the first things I ask when we talk to the younger bands. Like, what do your parents think about this? Yeah. What, like, you're dedicating your entire life, but clearly your dad knows There's what the that lifestyle right is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Smiling, happy, yeah. beaming yeah. over there. Yeah, all of it's our incredible. parents are super supportive. My, my dad, it took actually him a little bit of time to get on board with it, because he was like, when are you gonna get a real job, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then, um, but you know, then when he sees how busy we are the last couple of years, he's like, he stopped giving me shit, basically. And it's like, yeah. like I'm working for he's working like, harassing. He's like, like, can I borrow, can again, I borrow 100 bucks? Yeah. Exactly. That, that's, that's one thing I love is, is like you, you guys being younger, like you, this generation, they have more support because you're like our age. I'm 53. Like we grew up in that. It's like, you better get a day job. And now like so many young artists we talk to, their parents are so behind them. 
and it's more common than not to hear about like they took it man i went to my first dead show we've yeah. heard a couple feel like i we've heard one i can't remember who it was i was conceived at a dead show <laughs> and stuff like that so you guys i mean you really are coming into the fold in a different way with yeah. so much support and everything well, it's and awesome and you guys respect that we right. know it when we talk to you you respect that you don't take it for granted yeah. well there's something too that like I think that we learn coming up that's been instilled in, in you guys is that, and, and it's what Apple was just talking about, like when we were coming up, it was like, well, you can play guitar, but you better get a real job or you have better have something to fall back on if it doesn't work out. And I think that we learned that's the wrong way to approach anything. If you're going to play guitar, Play guitar and give yourself nothing to fall back on so you have to go all in and do the thing. If you have something to fall back on, what's the point? I, I can just, I'll play around the campfire at parties or whatever. But if you know that you're not going to pay your rent, now you're, pra now you're practicing in a whole different way. In a whole different, yeah, for a whole other reason. Yeah. <laughs> but for you guys, man, like, I've, we've been witness to your arc. Yeah, we have. You know, like it's been great. taking <laughs> stage at, at the cap, that's it's not little. It's like, <laughs> you know, that's a huge deal. Like we were just talking to Eggy and, and you know, that's tears walking out on that thing. And that, yeah, I just yeah, literally I, I, I just love hearing about those first experiences. So can you talk to me a little bit I, about that? So I, I was good, literally yeah. telling Jim, like, I, I, I'm very, I like trying to treat every show as like the same show, like just for my own mental sake. But so I was doing that for the captain. It's like normal show, get up on. Then we get up on stage. We see all of our best friends, like hundreds of our best friends right in the front. And I was literally like on the verge of tears. I was so happy. It was like, <laughs> it was insane. And I was like, okay, I can't like just treat this like a normal show anymore. So how did crazy. you feel the show went based on all that emotion oh my God, and like, all of that? I like, thought it was like, one, like of a, one of our best ever probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely came through in the best way possible. The, the energy that we felt from the crowd came through in reverse, you know what I mean? And it definitely felt like the real, it was just awesome. It felt so great. How many peaches <laughs> have you guys How many to? peaches <laughs> so does it take? It's actually funny because our, all of our first peach was, uh, 2019 right what, last year oh yeah so the okay, last, last peach year. yeah and we were we were all there the whole band none of us had been here and we all came here and we actually stumbled into the dopapod set and um it was all our first dopapod show and we all five of us at once fell in love with dopapod like wow head over heels like all of us were like the whole the whole set. I feel like I remember us talking uh, yeah. about this. You, uh, you yeah, were the we ones did, that yeah. told us oh, that. I think yeah. we brought it, yeah, brought we, it up yeah, in the we, last yeah, podcast. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And like till this day that that just like inspired the hell out yeah, of us. Yeah, we were listening yeah. to their set from last year all week. Oh yeah, right? yep, yep, yep. So and, uh, yeah. One of the things that we've been talking about with, with the artists that we're sitting down with this weekend is like, what makes Peach special? This is a 10th anniversary, right? That's a big deal. That's a huge deal for anything. If you do anything for 10 years, good on you, besides <laughs> smoking or something, you know? But it's, it's a big deal. That's not a little thing and also, just stop for just a second, step out of your festival experience, and think about what it takes to do this shit. This is gnarly what's going on right now. This is basically putting up a city and infrastructure in a few weeks and then taking it down. Also, that we can all trip and have a good time. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's, it's facts. But 
to well do said. it for 10 years and to get better at it every year is commendable, right? And there is something very special about Peach. So the artists that we've been sitting down with this week, we've been asking them like, from your perception, what's different about Peach than other festivals? Because you guys, you, you get to see a lot of different venues, a yeah. lot of different energy, a lot of different crowds, a lot of different soup. Yeah. <laughs> so how does this differ or compare? Uh, well, I guess more specifically for us, I think we're all, we're all kind of local. You know, we're in Jersey. So I think the fact that most people that have been watching us, at least, I've, been, I've been playing. Like Peach is their favorite festival. All of our, yeah, all, all of our, our friends. Everybody that's from our hometown comes here. And everybody who's seen, seen us play since like the beginning and since we were really young, all are here. So here's it's a, like a family. A lot of our good yeah, fans here's a, right all here. of our homies right here. Yep. Yeah, Jersey love guys. right there. Yep. There we go. <laughs> so, Represent. Yeah, it just, it just feels like home away from home. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think these guys have been seeing us for over three years, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, and they're family now. <laughs> they're screwed now. <laughs> I love it. But so I think one of the things that's really important to me about Peach is like I got here on Thursday and I, I'm camping. I camped last night and or both nights. I'm gonna go back to the hotel tonight to rest up for tomorrow. But like, I got to camp with our good friends from Massachusetts, who I you know haven't seen since the last time we were in Massachusetts. And, you know, we just get we get to hang out with all like of our other coming. friends and our other bands. You know, Eggie's over there. Yam Yam's yeah. our good buddies. Our oh. homie Aaron from North Carolina. Yep. Good, yep. good to yeah. see him. Yeah, hell yeah. We did a, we, we did a uh, March Madness bracket tournament and gave away free tickets to Peach, and Aaron won Aaron them. Aaron won that, yep. yep. <laughs> he had the best bracket in the tournament. He yep. also has the best name. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, man, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a privilege for us to have a voice in the community that we are a part of. It's a, it's a huge deal for me. Like the, the gravity of that thing is not lost to me. Um, I, I've just been going to shows my whole life. I'm just a dude and started a podcast with a mic clamped to a table on my porch. And now I'm like sitting here in front of all you guys talking to these cats. Like it's, it's kind of awesome. You mean these dogs? Yeah, these dogs. <laughs> it, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how to put it in words. You, you right follow now. the love, man, and good things happen, right? Yeah, that's true. That's where I'm going with yeah. it. It's like <sighs> to have the younger generation coming up and to see what you guys are doing with the music. It's a, it's a sight to behold. Yeah. It's the coolest thing i have ever seen what you like you guys and eggy and others are doing right now it's it's mind-blowing and it's really cool to us because when we were coming up like we had the dead we had fish we had the almond brothers we had the beatles you guys have that and then and then and then to build on right so basically what you are creating is a new style of music yeah. Right. It's like a collage style of music from all of your parents and your friends and your own personal interests and older brother and sister and like this conglomeration and yeah. to make already perfect music better. That is. <laughs> think about that. Everybody freaking loves the dead. Everyone loves it. And every time they play it, it's better. And then you guys come on with all of that and play it better again. That to me is 
not lost at all. And I just want to commend you for doing that and finding your style and your voice and shredding the heck out of the stage every time you guys are on it. I just, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful Love to have guys. the music. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. And so I'm grateful to be a part of the scene with all this great music. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that real quick and throw, throw my admiration too and everything. Because like we said, with your generation, you know, we live in a crazy world, man. And I hear we hear a lot of people. I have some friends. There's no good new music out there. <laughs> you're not looking. It's like, yeah. It's like you know you're not looking in the right places. And that's one of the things that we're about with our podcast is there's nothing more, and I'm sure everybody agrees, than finding out about a new band from a friend or Instagram, whatever it is, but discovering new music. And like when we discovered these guys blew our freaking minds. And then when we find out how young they are, it just gives me hope. There is hope. This is going to, I mean, this is going to live on forever. The music never stops. Yeah. yeah, I mean, wow. there's, there's so right many on. great new bands here. Like, like we saw Aggie at summer camp a couple of weeks ago. Mind blown by the set. Blown. We Mind hadn't seen blown. them in a year or two. Yeah. Yam Yam on Thursday night here was incredible. Also, their set at summer camp was incredible. So I love listening to new new music, especially jam bands. One time weekend is our good buddies from yep. Connecticut. They're going to be here. Yeah. 10:30 tonight on the Grove stage. There is hope. <laughs> there like, is hope. Yeah. We want to say thank you, boys, Thanks so you much guys. for thank you guys, young men, boys, whatever it is. We just love you. We love what you're doing. We support you, and thanks for sharing your time with everybody. Right back at you guys. Thank you. Finally meet in person, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stop for like maybe four minutes and reset everything. And James Casey's gonna come up and sit with us for a few minutes. Woo. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, you guys. James. Yeah. What's wow. up, man? Man, it's, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to No Simple Road yeah. at the Peach. Yes. Wow. First and thank foremost. You. Thank you very And thanks, much. everybody, James Casey, for joining us. This is an Let's honor. For, man. It's Come a on. privilege. We are so... I want to cry right now. I, 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 it's... I'm... <laughs> Well, we're, Thank we're here. you. Mel's all for Clint. We're here. here. We are. We. I think I all, a lot of us are here to see a lot of things this weekend. But to see Tab take the stage tonight and do what they do, Ooh. and see this man do what he does, and get the opportunity to sit down with you for a few moments before you guys blow that stage up is a supreme honor. Thank I'm you just, so much, James. I'm just glad to be here. Thank you all for asking me to come talk. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but let's go. I'm we don't it. know either. I'm with it. Guess, <laughs> guess what? Look, <Look>, oh. <laughs> Now, James, man, I, I just, one of the things about No Simple Road is, and I said this yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we have been accused of being gushy and unprofessional. Yes, yeah, in the past so we have. have. So I'm going to be gushy and unprofessional, true to No Simple Road form. <laughs> When I saw you play Red Rocks with Billy and the Kids. There's nothing else to say about that. Ah, You're crying, man. You're crying. I'm not going to cry. When I saw that happen, I've been seeing Grateful Dead music since I was 18 years old. I'm 50. That was the baddest shit I've ever seen. Yes. Thank you very much. Straight up. Yes. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. The energy that was coming from you during that show came through my TV and had me floored, brother. Like, completely floored. And that's, well, it's less uncommon than I would say, but it's not very common. And I'm just curious. I know that this freak show isn't your scene. It's not. 
it, it hasn't. But I, I do. I will say the the love and how I've been embraced by the scene has been nothing short of like amazing and and really really impeccable. I, a lot of the times when you, so I've been in the quote unquote jam band scene. I guess since uh, 2010 when I started playing with Lettuce and Soul Life. Yeah. Okay. But. Um, it always seemed a little exclusive, and it always seemed like like the 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 people in the scene they don't want anybody. It's not that they don't want anybody to come in. They just like they're very protective, protective of their music. Yeah. And, and and so when you're coming from the outside, you just kind of feel like, well, this is cool, and I love. I know I see the love that y'all have for y'all, but I don't you know don't necessarily know how I fit in. But the second I began, you know opening up within you know the trays trays um scenario like his band and he let us you know actually be ourselves that's that it's been more <laughs> you all have embraced me as opposed to you know just the saxophone player and then once this whole thing came back with 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 the Grateful Dead, I didn't know I was here <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I love it I was I was <laughs> I didn't think that the online um, situation would be such that I, I unfairly assume that Grateful Dead fans were a bit older. Uh, you know, like like that. I was like, that's I don't not, know. It's like they're a little older. Not, like it's not gonna be like like when when we play and like there's no no. My social media went nuts. My social media has been nuts ever since that show. Ever since the uh, the Grateful Mahalo, and it's all been like just the love and you know the everything that I've received from Grateful Dead fans. And I'm just like, obviously Fish fans as well, but like, I, I didn't know. So thank you all for the love. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Honestly. How, how did the trade for everybody that doesn't know, how did the trade thing hook? How'd you hook up that, that whole thing? <laughs> okay. I mean, that's pretty spectacular. All right, so um, it's a, it's a, I'm going to try to make this story pretty short. No, we can take our time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we want the good version. All right, so um, like I said, I started playing with um, Lettuce and Soul Live in 2010. Um, my friend um, Sam Kenninger had to step away, so uh, I took his place for in, in those two groups. And we do this thing. Well, they were doing this thing at the time called Bowl Live. So at okay, Brooklyn Bowl, yeah. Yeah. every like every March, they would play for two weeks straight. And um, you know, I did the first one, the second one, and my third year playing with them was 2012. There was a guest for the first weekend named Jennifer Hartswick, and I had no idea who she was. I had no idea she was. She had no idea who I was. And like we actually said that at the like after sound check, I was like, oh. Well, she can sing. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, who are you? You can play. You're like, hey, we should know each other. You know, that's cool. You know, it was, she did the first weekend of shows, and that was it. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, that year, I went to a Jazz Fest in April, in April, being in May, and she just happened to be in the back of One Eye Jacks. Uh, Lettuce was playing, or like, I don't even, it might have been a Dr. Claus show, or one of those, one of those associated bands and she was in the backstage her and natalie who i hadn't i didn't know oh at the my time gosh. and i uh, met them and i was joking with jennifer i was like hey like this is going to be the year james casey getting gigs because i you know i needed some work i was like ha, 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 ha. get some jam. you know she's like you know i actually i actually recommended you for something uh we'll see what happens i'm like cool great didn't think anything of it um from this point, I left New York. I moved to Arizona with my dad and my mom just to like, like, just to basically see what I was going to end up doing within this music industry. Because I mean, I, 
it, it seemed like I was at a crossroads at the time. Was I going to do the artist route? Was I going to continue to stay in New York? Was I going to move to LA production? What was I going to do? Yeah. Um, then I got a phone call from some dude named Trey. Um, and uh, he left a message. I was asleep. He called. He left a message. And I listened to the message. And I went back to sleep. Because I don't know who Fish is. I don't know who Trey is. I've known someone hits you up and say, I have a band called Fish. Cool. Good, Whatever. Good job. Like I don't, How old were you at this point? How old was I? Yeah. This was in 2012. So, uh, 29. Okay. Okay. 20, okay. I'm just trying to yeah. get the, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, to get a little bit more perspective. I come from the gospel realm. So I, I started playing drums in church when I was two or three. And gospel into R&B, into hip hop, into all of that. That's yes. where I come from. And so I didn't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I'm with you. Like yeah, that was my background <laughs> you're, you're too. Talking <laughs> you're talking Mel's yeah. language right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I when, follow. Exactly. So when they're like, yo, you want to, you know, do this gig? I, I, I didn't know. I, I called up uh, Kraz. Later, once I woke up, I was like, yo, bro, some dude named Trey called me. You know, I don't know who this is. He's like, yo, hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone right now. Call him back. Say yes. Whatever it is, hang it up. Then call, and then call me back. Because we, like, like, he, he got so, so excited. And I was like, okay, all, all right. I, I'll, I'll call him back. And that's, and that's, that's what happened. Wow. Well, uh, okay. Wow. So coming from the gospel world mm-hmm. and getting on the stage with Trey, and Jen and Natalie and the whole bunch. To me, it's kind of the same, same animal. Kind of. Are you having that kind of experience up there? Because I know we're having uh, it out I see here. What you're saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I would say for me, playing is always going to be a spiritual experience. Um, wherever you like, I don't want to speak to whatever anyone else speaks to themselves as spiritual. Whatever you feel spiritual is for you. But for me, playing music is always going to be, it's just me, you know, between me and, you know, whatever you want to consider something bigger than you. Right. Yes. Word. So for me, that's, it, it, that's what it is for so, me. So, yeah, you are there. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's a... Uh, it's kind of cool to hear the story, though, man, like and to see the pieces like being moved on the chessboard. And we have no idea what's happening in our lives. A phone call changes your can life. change your life. Oh, but that's the thing. I've had this because of what I do and because of the way my life has gone. I can easily see how it could have gone had I not taken that phone call or had I not done this had I not gone here had I not done sure. that. Like, um. This might, I mean, this is probably something that you were going to get into it later, but the the phone call that I got from um, uh, Bill Kreutzmann's camp, I could have easily just been like some dude named Bill. Again, <laughs> again, again. Some dude named Bill. Was like, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm in Hawaii. I get, a phone, I get a text message. Hey, you want to play some gigs in front of like with people? I'm like, what? <laughs> who, okay. who texted me this? I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but um talk about leveling up. Yeah, I mean, well there 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 are levels. But uh no, but <laughs> but the, it's the same thing. Like I didn't know it was going to be this and I said yes because of other people. Other other people around me. They're like, "Yo, you might not understand this, but we understand what's going on, so maybe you should probably do this. It might be good for you overall." So when 
I got that phone call from Bill and his camp. I, ca- I called O'Till, who I've known yeah. since that first bowl live. Right. Um, I was like, yo, bro, who's this and what's going on? He's like, he literally, he literally, we talked for hours before I called and said yes, because I, I didn't, I don't know. But oh, wow. he, 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 we, we literally talked like for a few hours and, I, and he assured me that this is going to be something that is musically great f- for you. Like, fit, like it, it, will, it will hit you musically more than anything else. Because all the other shit, like the, the, the money, the, 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 the fame, the, any of that, I, that really doesn't mean anything to me. And it never has because music has been the forefront of my life since I was such, like, I was a child. Yeah. So like all this other stuff that, that, that come with is beautiful, but if the music doesn't hit, I, it doesn't work for me. Right. So he, talking to O'Till, helped me to see it in a way that it musically fit. And it musically, you know, got me into a place of like really understanding where he was coming from, which made everything work. And that's why it came across that way. Yeah. Do, do you do you think that, that, that listening to these stories now and everything, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm sure it has. But from your perspective, has like that you, you had a chance to like play with Trey Kreutzmann. Has it expanded the way you play? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm a perfectionist. I am a perfectionist. I strive for perfection. I strive to be the greatest I can possibly be at every single thing that I do. And you know what you can't do for four hours on stage playing an instrument? No, you can't be perfect. You just can't. There's no oh, way to be perfect. Especially you can't be perfect. No matter how, how, how on you are, four hours on stage, you can't be perfect. That's so, a marathon. Yeah, it's a yeah. marathon. That's a good and perspective. Yeah, so... It, it stops the idea of perfection and revamps the idea of excellence. Oh. For me. So I'm not trying to be perfect anymore. My goal is to be excellent in where I am right now. So my idea of what was perfect in 2012 is definitely not the same as it's going to be right now. But excellence is still excellence. You know what I'm saying? I can't, yeah. going through all the health stuff, I have to change the way I play. But that doesn't mean... I won't still be as excellent as I possibly can be. That you know? that was also something that I promised myself when we sat down with you that I was going to tell you, man. That like, just thanks for being so brave, and and candid, being vocal, vocal, yeah, open with your health wow. stuff, man. It, it's a it's an inspiration to see, and I know that when you do stuff like that, you hope that it does something for people out there, and 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 it in turn does something for you too. But just from me to you, thanks, man. That was super cool. Yeah, yes. I appreciate it. The thing is, I, I, there was no, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to like big, like to, to promote myself or anything at all. Like if I had no choice, I mean, if I had my choice, I wouldn't be on social media at all. I hate it. I hate the idea of it. But, but. If, if I can stop anybody else from going through this shit, like, this is terrible. This, this, like, this disease is curable if you get it in time. But because our insurance situation doesn't allow uh, us to, they won't pay for it until you're 45. I'm not 45. I'm nowhere near 45. It's yeah. just what it is. So, I mean, if, if I can help somebody else 
to not have to go through this. Please, no, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell everybody. I'll tell the world how difficult it is, how shitty the 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 <laughs> being in a ho- being in a hospital for a week with your insides all like sprawled out over it. That sucks. But if I can tell a story in a way that'll just help somebody else to you know go get checked, please. It, yeah. it might help you not have to go through this shit. Yeah, man. Wow. I'm with it. And wow. it's good to see you though out and playing and doing your thing and from our perspective it, music's just even better like they, it's Garcia actually said it he said I when I get up on stage sometimes I feel like I'm playing for my life and that that comes through now man and not that it didn't before but it's apparent because of the situation you know what I'm saying I had to change the way I play because I no longer have I'm no longer the same virtuosic player that I was two years ago because I've had to literally take like every like okay this is a little bit more candid than you all know but I'm going through chemo right now so it's a two-week chemo every other week so for four days four to five days out of every two weeks I'm just lying in the bed there's nothing I can do there's no that I can't continue to improve I can't continue so basically what I'm doing is every every two weeks I'm trying to get back to oh. being where I'm okay. Up your baseline. Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying, like this. The goal is to get back to the baseline. So hopefully, what's today? Today is Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. So I got to play today, tonight. I'm playing on Monday, and then I start back up on Tuesday. Wow, you're a warrior, man. Well, that's that's for real. No, it, look, it, what, with, whether you want to be or not, realize it or not. Your, especially in this scene, your vulnerability in your playing and then in your personal life, this is why you're feeling the love. Allowing everybody to see who you are, what you are, that is why we come back. That's why we cheer. That's why we're screaming your name and wanting you to do better and go because like, your life is spread out in front of us. And we're like, we want, we want to preserve that life. So we're giving that love and that energy for you to like get better. Come on, let's do it. I hear what you're saying about social, right? Like, <laughs> I, I have the same sentiments about social media too, but there's a flip side to everything, right? The yin and the yang. And the beautiful positive side of social media is exactly what's happening right now. We didn't know you from anyone in the world, and then you dropped into our world, and now we get to do this in front of everybody. And make no mistake, this will bless somebody. This talk, this experience, they're gonna take it back with their peach four day and be like, we saw James Casey, he was talking about his stuff, I got checked, whatever, we don't know. We don't know what can happen. So just the fact that you're showing up in your excellence I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, man. And thank you. And, and here's thank one you. other piece of this too, man. Because I know we got to go in a second. But when we started doing No Simple Road and talking to the artists that we love and admire, something started happening for the three of us where our musical experience started to change because we were now rooting for our friends. For the individual. Right? And the connection to the music and the people created something larger than it was by itself. And I wanted to bring that to the people that listen to the show because it had so fundamentally changed my experience that I was like, how can I share this with the people that are listening to what we do? And 
you have given us that opportunity today because I know now that the people that are in this room are going to have an even deeper experience tonight seeing Trey than they would have do otherwise. Absolutely. So just thanks for helping us spread that. Spread that. I thank you all for spreading it because yeah. honestly, you all are doing, you're doing, you're, you all do a job that we can't do. This is a documentation job. Yes. You all document what we're doing and we what what happens like late late what's going to happen like when we're older we're going to write a memoir we're going to mess up and we're going to tell <laughs> stories wrong and we don't remember anything and then y'all be like well you know it didn't really happen like that you told us back then like so i we appreciate what you all do more than you know and we check you out we we listen because i mean this informs we if you're a musician still like if you get to the point that you're still a musician you were a music nerd at some point that yeah so we we didn't have podcasts as kids so yeah. like all that's information we we love this stuff so please like thank you for doing what you do Aww. and please continue to do what you're doing oh thank you Thanks, that's james that's sweet we appreciate that outlook because i've never heard it like that before from from the musician side i know that they appreciate it good. they love the conversations we have a great time but to hear it from that perspective it's it's fresh and so thank you for that what absolutely I think I think one thing. This is the last word. Also, the one thing I, that this world needs is truth, honesty, and good music. And that's what James is all about. And that's what we're all about, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, James. Thank you, man. Aww. Thank you. Thank for you so much. And I'm so excited to see you in person tonight for absolutely. the first yeah. time. Oh yeah, the oh, first time, time in person. Yeah. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah, you so yeah, yeah. much. Absolutely. <laughs> huh? I don't know. I we don't. Oh, you all know we don't have set lists. Uh, we've we, we've told y'all that there's no set list for a Trey show. I literally have no clue. He's like, what come we're on, play. James, you can tell it's us. It's going to be a surprise to you and me and everybody else. Yeah. So we're going to share a surprise together. That's what's so great Yay. about this. Yes. Everybody watching at home, thanks for watching. James man. We Casey, love you guys. everybody. Let's hear for James Casey. Thank you. Everybody here, have a great night at Peach. It's going to be amazing. We love all you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, 2.30, with Jennifer Hartswick. Define premium cannabis up here in Portland, Oregon, is the number one spot that you want to stop if you are visiting the Portland or Hillsboro area. Or if you live in the Portland That's or right. Hillsboro area. So there are two locations. There's one in Forest Grove, one in Hillsboro, which Apple happens to work. That's me. And he yeah, is I the do. one that is constantly pumping out the wonderful, wonderful products that Define has. They have all the different types of cannabis that you want to consume. They have edibles. They have smokables. They have your dabs. They've got your bath stuff. They have so many things that you want to come in, you want to take your time, get outfitted for what's right for you. And then at the very end of that transaction, you can be like, hey, I listen to No Simple Road. Is that going to get anything? Why, yes, it is, ma'am. You're going to get 10% off. Have you been in before? No, here's your free t-shirt. You what? size small? Yeah, here you go. So I'm going to wear this back when I come in. Is there any other additional Oh, benefits? yeah, that's stabby. When you tell us you're a listener and you wear the shirt, then you get 15% off your purchase. So look at that. Whoa. All the amazing products. You're going to get a discount. And when you get dressed to go back with that free T-shirt, another discount. Boom. So come to Define, Hillsborough, Forest Grove. You will not be disappointed. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Can you believe it? I just got all verklempt again. It, you know, I will say this. It's Jeez, exciting. Verklempt. It's exciting to hear the audio from that and then come back to this. I can feel that. Yes. Like, I can feel that shit. Yeah, me too. It's it, nuts. It's exciting. I tell I, me you didn't fall in love with every single person that we just interviewed right now. Tell, I, like, I know real. that you already know this, you guys here, but like, I love doing live shit. It's I love doing this here in the studio. It's like live music. This is fun. It, this is great. But doing this in front of an audience. Is my new it's fucking face. Do you remember Apple? Same, you saying that to me? It's the exact same thing as a band. Like this is in the studio. We love what we do in the studio and everything. But when you take it live, when it turns into live, that's what we're all about. The live music experience, the festival experience. You know, with studio albums are dope, but it's not live. <laughs> no, that that. There's something about lying. There's nothing and, like that. Well, and I said that, yeah, I said that up there. It's like that, the band that like we all like to see, it's like standing on the edge, taking the chance of failure. I want to do you that shit blow from it. the main stage and when you, on And Friday. if you do blow it, it's fucking hilarious, and it turns into more fun. And, you know, live is where it's at. Yep. I, I just love how, like, we can't, we can't predict what happens. We know we're going to have fun. We know we're going to talk to amazingness. But, like, the emotional parts... We, you can't predict that. We can't no. be like, oh yeah, we're going to make Eggy cry or we're going to, we, <laughs> no, there's no way. Part of it is not even the conversation. It's just the shared energy that when we're next to each other, we're, we're so stoked for each other, like to meet each other and, and that build it, it's it like an, it deserves an emotional outlet, mm-hmm. you know, like just, yeah. like just hugging James Casey was emotional. And I you just, know? I can only imagine as the crowds get bigger the feeling will get bigger. Do you know what I'm saying? There's an energetic oh yeah thing that goes on. And I from a stage more is coming different. back at yeah, you. Yeah. I just I I know that it's in our future. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. And but just before we end this, I just because I wanted to specifically say to <laughs> Jeff and Jules and Kate and Kate, I'm sorry I don't remember your husband's name, but Meeting the four of y'all and you inviting us after it meant the world to me yeah. and to us. We just didn't get a chance. We just didn't get a chance. It was great. There was so much going on, but like, seriously, Jeff, your eyes are like, like the most beautiful sunset. Like he's got <laughs> some of the most gorgeous eyes I've ever encountered. And to, for them to like, it's cool for us to know how people, I love knowing the people, how people listen, like, oh, I, I'm a truck driver or, oh, I work from home. And, you know, and so to just be, to share your life with us and how we've impacted you, I just wanted to throw it in the first, you know, in our first installment of Peach, because that's how it got kicked off. And I'm so grateful. Sam, Soupy, Jeff, Jules, Kate, everybody that, Patrick. and Looney. Oh, Patrick, yeah. Y'all came strong. And these are the only ones that I remember. We definitely had more, but like off the top. But I just wanted to spend a special shout out to y'all 
thank you that, so much for making our East Coast arrival feel even more like home. That is something that Peach did for No Simple Road that I has never been done for us. That like when you're doing something like this, and and uh, I said this at the beginning of the Eggy thing, like you're not really aware of the impact that it's having on the world around you, and um, hearing from all of our listeners about how the show has impacted their lives has given all of us a new perspective on why, how, and what we do the show. Yeah. Like it, oh, yeah. it was a reset for us and uh, yeah. not that we didn't take this seriously before, but like it really made me see it in a different light and want to care for it and grow it in a really different kind of cool way. And I joke about, I want to do that shit from the main stage, but like, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Uh, that's like, I want to be able to bring the connection and experience to as many people as possible. And that's where I'm coming from. It doesn't have anything to do with like, I want to be in front of people. It has to do with wanting to spread love and connection and as many people as possible feel the feeling that our listeners that talk to us have if we can bring that to a bigger audience then I'm down. Me too. Yeah. So I would say that one last thing for me too is, is just like we were just saying, we met so many people over four days. Well, we're, you know, it's hard to remember every encounter, but every one of them is singular, unique, fucking encouraging, just awesome. But, uh, especially because Patrick said something, uh, we were talking one of the nights and he was, he was like, cause we've heard this a few times by like emails, DM stuff, but Patrick like being right in his face, having him vocalize it and tell us, I don't remember if you guys remember, he said, I don't know what I would have done without mm, you guys I remember. Yeah. through the lockdown because he did, you know, like he said, he's got friends, but not real close, you know, like a lot of people don't. Well, like during the lockdown, have, that, yeah, he was alone. Yeah, friends yeah, and, or not, and, and us, we had the, the we had us and yeah. this household the entire time through it, and we're blessed with that. But to hear from somebody that's like 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 we were their therapy, we were their connection, and especially from somebody so sweet and sincere yeah. like Patrick, that meant the world, dude. And you are a brother. You yep. are awesome. Yep. Ditto. Yep. <clears throat> All right, everybody. So we will be back next week with Jennifer Hartswick live from the Peach Fest, along with Maggie Rose. A little bit of our commentary just before Billy Strings takes the stage. Um, and uh, yeah, some more commentary yeah, by us. Rest of a recap. And right. Yeah. I also, <laughs> we are a week away from Northwest String Summit. Can you even believe it? So we are back on the road. And back at it, and from the most iconic festival in the Pacific Northwest, celebrating its 20th anniversary, and the final verse. This is the last one. Um, So we are going big, and we're going to bring you a lot of amazing stuff from there. Um, Unfortunately, there is not good cell phone service out there, and I really wanted to do live streams from there. I'm going to try my best to see what i can finagle and we will try yeah we'll try but if we don't i promise you that we will be filming every interview that we do and i it will be up on our youtube channel as well as um 
we'll do a nice couple episode recap of Northwestern Summit for all of you. So, uh, yeah, Boy, you guys, thank, there's going to be some music. <laughs> thank you to the Peach for thank bringing you, us Peach. out. Thanks, Vin. Yes, Happy thanks. 10th anniversary, Peach. Thanks, Paulo. And uh, everybody that helped, Steve, that took care of us out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And the, the Ryans. Yeah. <laughs> and to our, yeah, to our Osiris crew out there, Matt. Uh, also to that sweet little angel heart, Joy, that um, served us our breakfast um, each morning at the deli. Yeah. And what was, uh, <laughs> wait, hang Her on. Her name was Joy. H- hang on a second. I have to say, doing stuff like this is not easy. It's a lot of work. And especially when we're on site, it's a lot. And it's usually falls on me to do the lion's share of shit when we're doing stuff like that because I have all the contacts and my phone and all that stuff. Thank God for Osiris Media and Matt. Oh, Matt. Thank Matt, God. thank you so much for helping Aaron and us and being, you were just the, our ace in the hole. That's, that's what you were. You were our ace in the hole. You came strong every day, helping us, sweet, funny, like. It was so And it was nice fun to boogie to just, with them and be at a festival oh, yeah. and <laughs> see them with their hair down a little bit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. But just knowing that I didn't have to like do everything and and stash and that's stars that's what is going to i was forgetting his name stars our sound guy stars out there was fucking rad and hope to do more business with you stars yeah hope me too yes um but yeah matt thanks man thanks for for being my homie and for you know running shit and keeping us on schedule and making sure we had for you matt we showed up on (laughs) on time for calls and and everything man you guys you made it so much even greater than it already was so everybody we love you guys we'll be back next week with more stuff and things take care of each other and that feeling that you have when you're at a festival bring it home with you and bring keep it, it as long as you can and hydrate safety third we love you guys peace peace peace, peace love and peach. peach peach peace of the peach peace of a peach peach of a peace peach of a peach peach pie peach. peachy king peach festival Peach Gobbler. <laughs> Peach Fuzz. <laughs>
Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.